know, man. I get this like, like I, I, I'm not even kidding when I'm saying this. Sometimes I feel like I'm, I have a split personality. Like I'm really childlike and really nuts. And then sometimes I'm really like, oh man. fuck. I don't know which one is me. So today I woke up feeling like like super childlike and ready to talk shit. Oh and shit! Like, I have no idea. I don't. I don't like. I don't like. You, you, how do you know which is the true self? Because both are technically you. Right? Bro, however, your feeling is the true self, man. You are the true self. That's all that fucking matters, bro. By the way, have you been having some? Uh, have you been having that bulletproof coffee or no? I stopped for a week. Um, stopped for a week, but I'll start again. Why? Why do you stop? I changed my morning habit uh, to actually doing one liter of water upon waking. Yeah. So, so that the time then between the one liter of water and the bulletproof and breakfast, that, that gap was too much. Um, so what I'm going to do is get into this habit because I, I couldn't finish my water in a day. Um, so I, I'm, I'm doing the morning thing and let me do it for a week and then I'll get bulletproof back in once I get the timing right. Nice, man. Otherwise, had that huge morning gap. Fucking bulletproof's amazing, man. Shit. How much water do you drink in a day, though? Four liters. Four liters. Four liters. Four, four point five, four, four point five. How did you arrive at that number, bro? Well, um, honestly, because this guy gave me a diet a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and he said the minimum you gotta hit is four liters of water per day. Um, so that was what he had told me. And then recently I kind of, and, and that seemed to work like intuitively mm. and I'm taking, taking creatine. So that also suggests that you should, you should be at that number. Mm. Uh, but I was, I, I don't know. I was talking about this guy, Charles Poliquin, right? That Olympic coach. Mm. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty interesting. So he really quantifies a lot of things that are just like articles otherwise, or just like random numbers. So what he said is you got to do 3.3 ml of water per kilo of body weight, which is, no, per kilo? Does that make sense? No, it's probably 30 ml per kilo. Fucking hell. Or 300 ml per kilo. Because if it's 300 ml per kilo, that's... It would work out to 3 liters a day for a normal, like a normal 100 kilo guy. Who the fuck is normal at 100 kilos at the same time? <laughs> Most of his clients. <laughs> fuck. Three no, li- basically, yeah. basically what he said, it basically what the math worked out to, I, I'll pull out that article, the math worked out to like a 68 kilo dude, you need a minimum of like almost three liters a day Yeah, is the minimum. And he said, that's the minimum you do. And if you're on a hot climate, it's more than that. And if you exercise, it's more than that. But that depends upon water loss through heat and exercise. But he said that is the bare minimum. And that you can use that standard for any person. Um, Makes sense, man. What research showed. Yeah. So it worked out to that number. So I was like, it's really close to that number anyway. Yeah. So then might as well stick to that. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Makes sense, man. Because I've been... So the thing is, past two weeks, I've been playing like tennis on Sunday. Yeah. And the thing is, I've... I don't know why, but I've always been dehydrated. I've been hydrating myself as I'm on my way there. So, uh, <laughs> I definitely get dehydrated, man. Past, like, fucking, I've carried, carried like two bottles of water, like one with BCAAs in it, one with like essential amino acids in it. Yeah. And then mix that yeah. stuff up. Then I had, like, I took Gatorade, but I didn't have Gatorade. And then took a fuckload of water. 
But I yeah, read man. somewhere that you have like in order to actually get the most out of your thing, you need to start hydrating yourself ninety minutes before you work out. That's when <laughs> yeah, you yeah. you're actually like if you're feeling thirsty ninety minutes before your workout, then you're mm. going to be de- hi- dehydrated through your workout. I don't know where I read that. Maybe you introduced me to it. I, I don't know. No, I I didn't. But I I experienced something similar years ago. Remember remember when I went to lay and then you went to lay after. Yeah, uh, a pahadi taught me that he was a local, and mm-hmm. I was on the bus, and we were just chatting about altitude sickness because I didn't take Dymox when I went there. The the thing that increases your blood count, yeah. I didn't take that, right? I just naturally went to lay and chilled, and it was fine. Yeah, so yeah. I asked him there. I said, "What's the scene with altitude sickness? How does it work?" Yeah. So he said, "Altitude sickness, primarily the main part that affects you is uh, dehydration, but people don't understand that." Really. Yeah, exactly. Right, and he's, he's that, a, he was very well spoken, educated in the city, but a a, a local of Leh, a, a villager from there. And he said it's dehydration. I said, what do you mean? So he said, what happens is the air is very dry, so your lungs dry out. They start drying out. So I said, okay. So what are you supposed to do about that? He said, you need to keep hydrated through the day more than you do normally. But here's the thing. So I said, mm. what's the thing? He said there are about three stages to dehydration. And he said, weirdly, thirst is the third yeah, sign yeah, yeah. of dehydration. Yeah, yeah. And that for me was like mind blowing because I always thought th- your thirsty drink. I always thought that's the first indication. He said no. He said the first one is slight like loss of focus or less energy is the first one. Yeah. Uh, the next is a mild, mild, really mild headache. Not like oh, I have a migraine, I have a headache. Like a really mild headache. I get and it. The third is the third is thirst. Oh. I was like, whoa, what? So he said, as soon as you're even feeling mildly tired, no, that's, that's the first sign that you got to be sipping on water. And he just said, just keep sipping through the day. Keep sipping, keep sipping. And I did that and it was a rocking trip, man. There was, Ooh, yeah, there was man. nothing. The, but here's yeah. the thing about Leh, it's also uh, arid, right? Like it's, you're basically in a desert in right. the fucking, in the mountains. Right, so, right. Yeah, definitely you need to walk. I did the shit out. Yeah, I actually so I know, half... So you guess you know, half? No, I was going to say half is probably uh, the difference in pressure on the blood count, but another large part of it is hydration. Um, yeah. Which you can control. Yeah. What were you saying? I was like, dude, I know someone who died in lay, man. Like someone... Like, guess, like one-on-one, like as you know the person. Like someone from the family died. Like, I, like, I, I don't know them directly, but yeah. I've heard of like, this person died when they went to lay. Shit. And it was because they took the flight to that altitude. Yeah. I think it's somewhere around four, like I think lays at four or five thousand feet above sea level. Ten thousand. Ten thousand. Yeah, that's crazy. high, man. Yeah. Lay the the lays ten thousand, and then when you go up to those other places, Khartoumlan all goes up to eighteen, sixteen, eighteen. Sixteen. Um. Durian. Like lays ten thousand. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just fucking terrible idea to take a flight there. People just yeah. fly there straight away, and then they. Lie down for like they're supposed to be lying down for two days till their body gets used to the height. Yeah. But yeah. fucking for some fuck all reason, people don't do that. People start walking around. So this lady decided yeah. to climb a hill. She landed in Leh. Nobody fucking told her about uh, altitude Protocol, sickness uh, and all. She just took that altitude sickness pill. And yeah. she thought that that's going to solve everything. And then she decided to walk up a hill. And she's like obviously obese and like 
doesn't take care of herself right obviously because she didn't find out about it right and then she got a heart attack as she was walking up a hill man man that's messed up yeah that is don't smile that's why why not smile i mean i'm not laughing at the fact that she's dead it sucks that she's dead <laughs> no we're smiling cuz we're happy to see each other but yeah that's really messed up man yeah that is fucked um, up it happened a couple of years ago I, i don't know man it should be protocol it should be protocol that on an airline your your a uh, flight that's going directly there you should be educated on that on the flight just as a safety measure um you know what i mean because yeah. it's not the first time that's happened that happens often it happens often i remember there was a film crew a couple of years ago like 3 years ago yeah. i think it was for reliance production where they went up there and film crews are really hectic like you get there you get to work job job you run up and down and uh, one of those guys just popped it like literally that they probably didn't give the gap he was supposed to work his work go for it um your body feels okay initially and that was it yeah, yeah. i can imagine cuz on one level you're fucking dehydrated on another level you got like all kinds of you also i think like because of the increased number of blood cells and the, the counter pressure and things like that your your blood it fucks with your blood pressure as well so it can cause like all kinds yeah. of strokes and clotting in your brain and fuck all like that as well yeah 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 people on a cycle trip to lay man i don't mind really actually it's super cheap as well it's not expensive and if like if four of four or five of us go people have cycled i know yeah, yeah. like yeah one of my friends is a tour guide i think you met him also we went for dinner really sweet guy yeah yeah you in manali you introduced him yeah, yeah. that dude um, he was uh, he said that no like people bike but they rarely bike like it's right. it's not like people don't fucking like people apparently you go in 150 kilometers one way and then you people have decided like this is fucking too much you were just doing like 20 kilometers one way shit it's really fucked up bro so yeah it's not a it's not a like people don't do it all the time yeah you've been on the route you've seen it right like i think part of it is like beauty for a bit but then let's be honest after you get up rotang is like what 40k max 12000 yeah 12000 feet but 40 kilometers cycle yeah and then you get to lay it basically almost looks the same i mean magnificent yeah it's like variations but it's almost 500 kilometers of like desert dust and blue beautiful desert dust and blue sky but like i can imagine that that 500 kilometers being a bit like all right man let's get there also it's i also because you don't give a shit about nature enough to do that for like two weeks right that's true that's true i don't because <laughs> uh, i know like i know a few people who be like fuck it it's amazing like they'll be like oh i cycled i cycled 60 kilometers a day i got i got to lay ladakh in 20 days and every night i looked up in the sky and i was so thankful to be alive and all that shit But I know yeah, I know yeah. that I'm going to get fed up in a week and I know that you you would get fed up yeah. in a week. but I definitely yeah, know do. a couple of people who like really love it would like like that yeah, not me I not yeah. it's not for me bro same same I I think that was uh, I don't know if you remember it but there was this one creature that is there along the route sort of like a weasel or like a meerkat or something that pops up I forgot the name man gir gircot or some some <laughs> local thing yeah. mamet no mamet no something but like 
everyone gets really excited when you see that so you're on the bus and then it'll just pop out from the ground and everyone gets really What excited and go down yeah but i think there's only like so many of those that would excite me for seven days you know seven, what I mean? exactly and the look on people's faces man I, because every time we'd go by on the bus and these yeah. guys were cycling uphill you know you cuz the fantasy in your head is like oh shit you know i'm going to go it's going to be amazing there's going to be wind in my hair the sun's going to be perfect it's going to be nice and cool i'm going to be with my friends we're going to laugh yeah. as we're fucking cycling up but the reality is like fuck my life <laughs> fuck my life <laughs> so <laughs> that I that sure, there's definitely a comparison which is really messed up. I, I don't know if you remember the 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 drivers the army bus drivers or not army <laughs> I shouldn't take that but like the ex whoever the bus drivers are uh, on the public buses I don't know if you remember that scene I had a pretty like wild yeah, yeah, experience yeah, yeah. those guys are fun, those guys are wild man those yeah yeah because on my way on my way up to le I think uh, there was the there was the two shift bus which means you go to you go midway to le yeah you you stay for a day i think this place yeah. called kelong and yeah. then yeah. you like then you leave the next day via you find another bus and yeah. then you go go straight ahead now yeah. that's that's just the regular way but there's also a one shot way oh man which is like no no fucking stops straight and do I took that on my way back yeah and that i swear that guy like a lot of people take jobs for a lot of reasons <laughs> but he did not take that job for money there was no <laughs> way he fucking took that sh- shit like um what was he doing he was uh, there was a car okay, so this is the, the cliff right the cliff is to his right and this there's a car that fucking goes by but because it was from the right side and that's not the rules of overtaking like those aren't allowed in the rules of overtaking right he refused he actually tried to ram that car out of the road he didn't give that oh, car away that's insane are gabe did you have any experience like that bro uh but not uh, maybe my guy was a little kinder at heart so what he do is they get into these weird and i'm sure you experienced that yeah. you reach a point in the road where the road was too narrow yeah and two cars had to cross and you'd literally like look at the geometry of it and be like there's absolutely no way it's physically possible <laughs> then they'd manage but we had this weird thing where the visibility was down to like 11 feet um because it was raining yeah um So you literally can only see eleven feet. Um, in Leh, on you know, the road to Leh, Ladakh. On the way back from Leh. Oh shit! On the way back, and because uh, I think I was there slightly later on the year, end July. Okay. Um, so you sit in the bus and you look out the window, and you can't see the ground if you know what I mean, because the bus is high and yeah, you're yeah, reclined. Yeah. So you just see the bus going like straight towards what seems off the road. <laughs> Then he'll turn last minute. like dude you from my view I was like okay there's no road yeah. this is crazy so i went in front to look at it and then i realized there is a road that you can't see as well that's turning but it, the visibility is 11 feet you cannot see like what does he see how is he doing this but uh, but apparently that's the safest mode of transport statistically and very little goes wrong on the government bus 
my dear friend Shivam had told me this, which is why I took the government <laughs> bus in, instead of the mini bus or a car. Dude, but <laughs> no, I mean, I I think that's that's fine as long as like do in the rain it must be fucking insane because i hear there's landslides and shit on the road like there's literally like i don't know man i saw one of the most beautiful thing i ever saw not the landslide but when they cleared it um did they bomb it what is the yeah exactly that so the bus it stopped is the most it's weirdly the most weirdly beautiful thing i've ever seen your somewhere up towards rotang the snow all around the mm. bus stops and uh, we asked the bus driver what happened he's like wait wait there's no car in front of us can't figure out what's happening listening to some nice slow music on headphones and then all of a sudden boom you hear this explosion and you see large pieces of rock literally in like slow motion like literally i mean i guess it wasn't in slow motion but it gives that illusion because of space and it, they just like fly through the sky with snow peaks in the background it's so surreal that's um, insane obviously man. yeah obviously it's safe and it's like guarded but it's just such a it's just a weird visual that that's you a, see that sounds like an yeah. amazing fucking experience dude risky as hell yeah. i guess for the person who, who i don't know how dynamite works but for the person who blasted it maybe but we were pretty far we were the first car but far yeah <laughs> apparently the apparently the government runs that whole road uh obviously the government uh, the army right right the army runs the whole road called bro border bro, bro. yeah border roads organization <laughs> yeah oh man bro bro people were speculating that uh, the reason why china fucking invaded us in that same space mm-hmm. like kardungla and all those passes angong mm-hmm. and everything was because they wanted access to our roads so that they could actually access lay because apparently only recently has our infrastructure really gotten great in that region right right yeah interesting this i'm guessing china has where did china uh, consciously develop road like high road access to or plan to was it everest or was it lay where they got like major roads going up there um it's actually in the northeast of india so it's in okay so it's we share a border in the northeast as well so right. what they did was like they keep fucking around that way so they basically made a railroad track which yeah. comes right up to our border and then the railroad terminates at our border and Damn. and when we when we were like when we asked them like what the fuck are you doing like why are you fucking doing this Yeah, and they gave they gave some bullshit reason for it. Mm. Yeah, you. I I want to tell you a funny story about China, but it's not mine to tell. Santosh, Ab Shivam ko wo China ka kahani sunaoge? Tell me the story, bro. Wo border wala. अरे बताओ ना. It's it's crazy. Like if I say it, it'll sound like like I'm making up shit. Yeah, yeah. This was his his friend who was enlisted at the border. He was enlisted in the army at the border. He's not Santosh, his friend from yeah. the village, um, at the Indo-China border, I think somewhere near Leh. Santosh, tell me. Please, yeah, maza aata hai wo kahani sunke. I think he's feeling shy. Basically, um, <laughs> Chinese soldiers would 
put their foot at the border, like at the actual line that they're not supposed to cross, just to fuck with the Indian soldiers, right? Yeah. yeah. Because by protocol, the Indian soldiers have to respond if there's an infringement beyond a particular line. Oh, and it's like it's all electrical, like in terms of. I don't know if that particular line is electrical, but they basically come just to the line and then just to fuck around, put their toe over the line. So there's a sensor you're saying then. Is there a sensor there? I'm not sure of the sensor or whether they are guards patrolling. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. So they'll do it just enough to piss them off, mm. but not enough to have them killed. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like yeah. one leg here, one leg there. Hey, Santosh, tell me. Hey, how are you, Santosh? Listen, what happened? Ah, so we can you hear me? I can't hear you, bro.
जवाब देना पड़ता है पहले क्या हुआ मामला वो भी जांच करता है अच्छा तो मतलब एक दो मार सकता है लेकिन ज्यादा नहीं मार सकता है अगर एक दो लोग ज्यादा मारा तो ये लोग भी डंडा लेके मारते हैं अच्छा खैर नहीं होता है जितना मार सकता है मारो यार तो तो डेंजर होता है यार लेकिन ये सब चाकू कचहरी नहीं यूज कर सकते ना वो लोग नहीं लड़ने का इतना ये नहीं रहता है ठंडी से बचा तो ठीक है तो वही लेके जाएगा लेकिन आपका दोस्त सियाचिन में था थोड़े टाइम हाँ मतलब हर आर्मी वाला को हर कोई पहले वो लोग को हार्ट को देखते है जो स्ट्रॉन्ग होता है आपको सियाचिन जाने के लिए टॉप ऑर्डर पे उसका एक मेडिकल कैंप होता है वहाँ चेकअप होता है फिर आगे बढ़ते हैं तीन दिन रुकेंगे भाई तो कितना जन को वहाँ जब बीमार हो जाते हैं वो लोग लाते लाते खे में लाना पड़ेगा सुना की अगर कोई वो लोग चल रहे कोई चल रहा था मतलब मेरे ख्याल से या तो पाकिस्तानी ने या किसी ने उनको उनपे आक्रमण किया जब चल रहे थे तो वो लुढ़क जो आप बोल रहे हो ना वैसे ही हुआ वो लुढ़क के गिर गया तो जब वो लुढ़क के गिर गया तो पूरी रात वहां पे वहां पे ही रहा क्योंकि वो तभी वहां लोग अगर वो टॉर्च लाइट चालू कर देता तो आ, मतलब बाजू वाला उनको देख सकता था और फिर शॉर्ट कर सकता था तो उन्होंने क्या किया कि पूरा रात लाइट ऑफ किया रुका और डे टाइम पे ही उन्होंने क्लियर किया उसको लेकिन उसको बचाया काफी ठंडा रहता होगा और बोरिंग भी रहता होगा ना क्या करेगा होता ठंडी में और लोग का एक ये है जैसे कि आप सोए हो कोई आके आपको ऐसे नहीं हिला सकते और आपको ये सो आप सो गए और ऐसे उसको उठा नहीं सकते अगर उठा ऐसे करके उठाया तो ये सामने वाला बंदा उठ के आपको शूट कर दे लोग इशारा है पैर पे हिलाने का होता अच्छा लोग जहाँ सोते हैं हाँ। कैंप में ड्यूटी कर रहे हैं सो गए हैं आप डायरेक्ट उसको ऐसे नहीं कर सकते बदन में कहीं पे नहीं पैर पे आपको पकड़ना पड़ेगा पैर पकड़ के आपको हिलाना पड़ेगा अगर ऊपर से या तो मतलब मारे जाओगे एक दो जन ऐसे हो गया इमेजिन 
one day you're just chilling in lel ladakh you know it's beautiful it's summer time because it's summer time now and it's nice and warm yeah yeah another moment they're like fucking there's some guys running at you and you need you can't shoot them because that'll like if you shoot them that'll like that'll result in nuclear war everyone fucking die so to right. prevent that what you need to do is you need to take a bat stick some nails in it and run at this guy Up, that man. is so fucked up. Imagine the first Not swing. Up. I mean, I you even if you imagine imagine either being fucking bludgeoned to death or bludgeoning someone to death. That is so yeah, fucked yeah. up. They both extremely painful. That is, um, I would imagine. Not that we really know, but it. Yeah, I would imagine it to be. Dude, horrible. I can imagine it being so fucking bad, bro. Imagine, man, just. That's, I w- like imagine being put in that position. I'm sure these guys train and every day like they kind of prepare themselves mentally to be in that position. But how yeah. would you respond But if you were in that position, bro? Would you be able to do it? Well, yeah, if I was in that position I'd be able to do it. But I'm um, because I'm in that position, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> But I don't think I'll ever be in that position. Um That's true. and uh but but I can't imagine I feel like I don't know. I'm I'm no one to say I'm no expert on the subject, but I feel that though it's it's possible to be in that position and deal with it, I feel that it's against human nature to some extent. To some extent, um, and it would obviously, I don't know. I'm no expert on the subject, but I'm sure it's hard for them to to rationalize that and not have to deal with it later. Um, oh yeah. I'm I'm sure it's difficult. They're they're, they're, they're really definitely know. getting mind fucked later, man. They're definitely getting mind fucked later, hundred percent. Yeah, if, yeah. Like, what if I asked you? Like, what if I told you, bro? Either you either choose between one limb <laughs> or bludgeoning some or bludgeoning someone else to death. Like, would you Would you be able to do it? Okay, so now you made the stakes really high. Is it bludgeoning someone to death or bludgeoning someone? All right, you you basically you have a bat with nails in it, like nails sticking out, you know, on mm. all around it. and you need to swing at that dude's face right you're swinging at that guy's face or you yeah. lose a leg right let's make it realistic or 50 50 chance you're going to die 50 50 chance right it's a coin toss in a 50 50 chance if i don't beat him i'll die or the leg option i'll die like i lose a limb let me rephrase that repeat that You hit him. You're safe. You Not know fuck it. Why am I like delaying this shit? I I'd hit him, man. If he didn't die, I'd hit him. 
<laughs> I know this is not the right answer, but that's what my. There's no right answer, right man. Now. That's the thing. There's no right answer to this. Man, I just did push-ups and squats yesterday. I can't imagine being without a limb, man. That's, yeah. Like imagine doing a one-arm push-up not by choice. No, I'd, if he <laughs> if he died, I would lose. If he was gonna die, I'd lose the limb. I'll be honest. But if he's not gonna die, hate me for it. But I'd I'd, I'd blush him. <laughs> I don't blame you, man. I don't blame you. Yeah. Well, what would you go for? What would you go for if uh, bludgeon not kill bludgeon really badly but not kill or lose a limb? Limb of your choice. You can choose. I want to lose this limb. Want to lose that limb. Any limb. I choose. I'm the man in charge. What would you do? Can I do both? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me, man. I'm up for that, man. Yeah, man. I learned early in life that uh, can't win the escalation game with Shivam Nimani. So <laughs> no, 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 no. Definitely, dude. I mean, I just think that if you're my my earlier point, which we fucking ruined, uh, was just that it's it must be it must be a horrible position to put yourself in, which is definitely a thing. Sure, man, I can imagine. I can imagine. You um, wow, it's funny how Lay got us into like this crazy wormhole. Dude, yeah, man. But uh, yeah, a lot of the people who come there mm-hmm. from Israel who are backpackers who just really want to release after two years or one year at least of being in the army at yeah. a young age. Yeah. Um, you knew you knew a couple of Israelis on that tour, right? Like you were, you yeah, kind of yeah, traveled with them and everything. Yeah, four or five good friends from there, all of who were from the army. But like for, a lot of them were like went on to be artists. Um, hmm. So for for them, there's a huge um, serving the military is compulsory. Right. There's a huge sort of mental dissonance for them between who they are and what they're made to do, and then India becomes a release for them from that experience. Hmm. Yeah, right. Because I, I, I would imagine that whole route of Leh Ladakh, Himalayas must be a very peaceful route. They can smoke a fuck ton of weed, and it's super cheap at the same time. Like it, it can, it's a, it can be pretty cathartic. It's a good, good route to take. Yeah, I think they all just let go over there. Whether whatever their catharsis is, whether it's nature, whether it's weed, whether it's partying, whatever, just like let go. Yeah, they're a friendly group of people, man, for sure. Yeah, very sweet. Every time, though, every time I spoke to the locals in Leh about the Israeli tourists, they'd be like, fuck these guys. Because <laughs> they would take, they would, uh, they would bargain like crazy, man. Bargain for the, like, every, every single, like, every little rupee that yeah. they could. And they would, at sometimes, yeah. like, end up getting cheaper rates than the locals which is insane even that in India everyone charges foreigners yeah. like insane premiums <clears throat> yeah it's insane I I, I Karan and I paid about 400 for a room per night mm. I think it was per person but it was a pretty luxurious room in Manali and then when I stayed with the Israelis I was paying 150 rupees a night <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> So I navigated this fucking dope ass trip with them later. Yeah. And, and with no quality compromise on the trip, we were eating like they had hustled. Like we go out for one meal a day, but instead of like how we Indians go out for all meals a day, they got the hotel cook to make us local food. Yeah. The lady who owned the hotel at forty rupees a meal. Yeah. And we were staying at like a hundred and fifty, and I can understand why. Till, and and they're a monopoly, right? Well, they're at least a thirty forty percent majority. Yeah. In that in that belt, so they 
collectively drive the price down <laughs> i can understand why they aren't like that's insane man yeah i think just in general that whole manali leh route is so <laughs> mystical and it's so amazing to go to go when you're actually 22 24 years old man when you when you're yeah. in your early 20s it's the perfect place to go it's cheap it's yeah. fucking amazing and it's so cheap yeah. you can spend a couple of weeks there you can and like it's the perfect time in your life to actually spend two or three weeks there oh for sure man it's it's a yeah. it's a gift to be able to do that and there's so many people who share that energy yeah. in that space i think one yeah. of the most like i think one of the craziest experiences i had with uh, that like himalayas was one time when i went up there after like once i was 24 So I I did mm-hmm. like I did a really really intense job for a couple of years and I wanted a break. So I took a couple of weeks off and I went there and then we went trekking up this place. It's not a la- it's not a huge trek. But it's up on the top of this hill. It's called Kheer Ganga. Have you heard of, have yeah. you been there? Beautiful oh, man. It's fucking amazing. Let, let's hear about it. Who no, is damn good man? So we live that experience here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh so what, I think it was what was insane we, we got a tent. We stayed the yeah. night, my friend Rohit and I. And wow! And then in the night, there was this hut that everyone would congregate to. Yeah. And okay, there was this like there was this Baba there, like a whole bunch of stoned out of their brains, and yeah. they were passing this chillam around, and I didn't know what the fuck was in it. Right. But they passed it around nonetheless, man. I was like, "Screw it!" My, I mean, you're here, might as well fucking do what the locals do. And then, right, like there was some trippy ass music playing, and the lighting was low, and it was in the mountains. And like, right. if you if you peek out of the hut, like you could see every star in the sky. And right opposite was this really steep mountain, and yeah. like you could see the sunlight, uh, the moonlight actually bounce off of it, and you could see all these trees. It's- Yeah. So beautiful. No one tells you what snow looks like in the moonlight, right? Like it's a picture not commonly put out there. It's beautiful. Yeah, it, on the peak in front, on the peak in yeah, front. Yeah, th- because there's no like, way yeah. you can put that into words or even actually like it's very it's very hard to even capture on a camera, bro. How yeah, the fuck you yeah. can capture that on a camera? It's the light bouncing off some snow. Yeah, and it's texture more than just the colors, right? So Yeah, like it's I can't explain. You know, you've seen it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's got this weird kind of radiance as well. So it lights up yeah. the whole. It lights up the whole area, but it doesn't feel like light. So right. for some reason, you can see it, or like yeah. look at that mountain face, but you yeah. can't. You don't realize that the reason you can see that mountain face so clearly, is because yeah. of the light coming off snow. Yeah, that's actually yeah. that's a beautiful. I'm, It's amazing to be part of for a couple of days. Wouldn't do it for more than a week, <laughs> but <laughs> but two or three days. I'm definitely. Still, I, no, hats off. You stayed the night, man. I didn't stay the night. Did I? No, I did stay the night. There, I did. Mm-hmm. I'm saying one night or two nights. Yeah, yeah, but it was uh, yeah, yeah. But it and, yeah, it's beautiful, man. Do yeah, and the hot water spring up. There yeah, and the man. people you meet. Oh, yeah, fuck. I didn't. I was like, fuck it. I'm not getting in there. It's too fucking cold. I hate it. Like I hate walking around <laughs> the cold. It was really cold. But, yeah. Uh, Rohit was like, "Fuck this!" He stripped, took off all his clothes, yeah. using his chaddis. He jumped in yeah. with a bunch of dudes. Everything was fine, 
And then I was like, I was just chilling by the side. And then I turn around and I see Rohit, like, sun, like, standing like that majestically in his underwear, <laughs> sunbathing. good posture, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on, man? <laughs> how do you sunbathe there? The wind is so cold when you get out. Even though the, the sun's you. on you. It's like, it's good for you. It's good for you. And you just... <laughs> Punjabi jeans, man. Punjabi jeans. No, it's such a beautiful place. And I, I think it's weird. It's like a process of filtering. So, A, to come to that place, yeah, I think requires a certain mindset. So, you, mm. you've at least taken the decision disconnect from a city you've taken that yeah. decision by coming there then you've traveled to manali for sure yeah right then you've taken the decision of manali doesn't cut it i want more isolation mm. so you go up to kalga pulga tulga otosh one of the villages below mm. and then you walk the last bit right because there are no cars after a point mm. so i feel like all those levels of filtering it just <laughs> has like interesting people up there man um, definitely man Definitely. Yeah, like I, it filters out the, the very commercial aspect of that belt. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you have to have a little physical fitness because you made the trek up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. also I think to a certain level, you've got to be okay with uncertainty. You know? Everything's so certain in the way that we live our lives. Man. You know where your next meal is coming from. You know where you're going to lay your head in the night. Like, yeah. But very... And it also depends on how you travel. But very rarely do people actually travel in such a way that you know you don't like you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen next. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's there's two kinds of travelers, right? Like there's one like do whatever the fuck like you wanna do, like Jehan. Who who'll yeah. do like who'll abs- like who'll be like, I've booked my ticket there and I book my ticket back. What I'm gonna be doing when I'm there, I have no fucking idea, but it's gonna be awesome. Right. And like a place like Manali really not Manali, but that whole area. Not Manali. Because if you go to Manali, you could be any any kind of traveler. But if you go up right, and explore the area and things like that, then you're definitely like the latter. You're definitely the kind of person who would be like saying, just bring it on. I'm okay with, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Wow. It's really a, a treasure belt. Really is. In yeah. so many ways. Beauty, natural beauty and energy wise and you meet really interesting people I'm sure you did too on your trip I did yeah dude Karan did we've all met like some really fucking interesting people who was, who, who, who was the like the weirdest person that you met on the way tell me some stories man. <laughs> there was this one guy um, so many man there was one guy who was just really cool like he was genuinely cool like he was genuinely a guy that gave no shits like zero shits given about anything totally unfazed and loved people and loved to party his name was Almog 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 Ben Yehuda was his name Uh, he was just so cool man yeah really cool guy just had a very special energy Um, and I think is my mic good? yeah your mic's good yeah and another funny instance that we had was uh, where we met uh So it was Kabir, Karan and I at a cafe and um, no, it was Kabir, Karan and I or Madhu? No, it was Madhu, myself, Karan, Kabir. Yeah, there was four of us and four other Israelis who met at a cafe and then we introduced ourselves and 
they're like what do you do i was like i'm an actor madhu's like i'm an actor too karan's like i'm a filmmaker kabir's like i'm a musician and they're like wow that's amazing such profession so our ego is like chad out like all the way to the sky wow such amazing professions and all and uh, we spoke and all and then we said oh what about you guys what do you do and the first guy looked at us and these are just like all hippie backpackers he's like uh, i'm a marine biologist <laughs> what are you doing out here in the mountains <laughs> man <laughs> Yeah, Sorry, man. Exactly. Morning has <laughs> And he was he was actually working on research on how to populate uh, repopulate the bluefin um, tuna. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How to repopulate that in a closed environment, which has never been done in the world before. Oh. Um, successfully. Um, like people do it on small scales, but it doesn't work. It's one of those fish that can only be repopulated in the ocean. Um, so he was working on farming that to repopulate the ocean. Um. him and then we were like oh and the next person what do you do um and she's like oh i i license television shows something that makes super interesting and uh turned out she was dan ariali's niece oh wow yeah cuz dan ariali like how... left i think he left israel right 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 oh um it was hard you meet like all these really random people and then the last person were like wow we just like you know we had a ego chat out and now we're like people who make amazing differences in the world in their own way and so we're like so what are you man are you an astrophysicist and he said yeah how did you know holy fuck <laughs> and he was like the thinnest and most stoner looking of them all really sweet guy and i think there was just like this moment of silence where the four of us were like like where do you think that at some obscure cafe in the rain in the middle of the mountains like four stoners would be like a marine biologist repopulating the bluefin um tuna and the another guys an astrophysicist and you're just like wow like what world do we live in? it's so random so, that was a cool experience yeah man because apparently the whole world like there's this notion that if you go to <laughs> india you'll get some level of salvage like people fucking think that if they get to india they're going to get some level of salvage So right. anytime anyone like go decides to go searching their soul they're like fuck it I'm going to India Steve Jobs found himself there if he can find himself I'm going to find myself and he's going to go to spend even apparently Mark Zuckerberg spent an extensive amount of time really I in didn't India, know that in India in Varanasi and all these and, places and the Beatles and, and the Beatles. Beatles like there's a crazy there's a crazy number of people who actually travel to india looking for that salvation it's nuts that's that's incredible that's incredible yeah. and it's it's amazing like you can keep a straight face jehan can run a good business and i can pretend i'm an honest guy so i think we should totally capitalize on this this belief <laughs> yeah dude no yeah 100% man you can i mean i guess they don't fucking know right if you're traveling to a new country you don't you don't have no idea what the like what people are like who's around and you have no yeah. you have no clue in terms of you might think you're getting what you want yeah maybe that's the same as actually getting what you want if you think you're getting what you want yeah right yeah so yeah anybody can be a fucking baba right the whole idea it the, the main idea isn't the fact that you met a real baba or whatever the fuck that means i don't even think there's anything such as a real baba all these guys are fucking making making you fools anyway right it's all a fucking con job bro they allowing you to realize what you wanted to realize on your own you just let them be the instrument anything could have been that yeah exactly right so yeah. you know, we're making a few bucks out of it 
<laughs> so <laughs> I'm growing out the beard a bit. What? Uh, so what? Same time next year. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Actually, a Baba service would be insane. No, I, I I don't want to take a name, but I saw a video the other day mm. of a very large ashram, beautifully made, um, down in the south and marketed, and I just started thinking of it like just disengaged a bit from the spiritual aspect of it. But technically, technically, even if it's it's a form of spiritual tourism, yeah, um, it's a form of tourism. Yeah. it's like you can go for a spiritual holiday. Um, and a great one, and cost-effective, and beautiful, and get something more. Yeah. And why not? Why not? Why not? Why not from both sides, the participant and the creator? Why not? It's doing no harm. Yeah, definitely. To anyone. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. Like a lot of uh, a lot of uh, Americans actually migrate. Like they go back because a lot of them are like Scottish or Irish or right. Italian. So right. that's why, I like, going back to Italy, going back to Ireland for a bit, is a huge thing for them, and it's almost like a spiritual journey. Like when they go there, they're like, you know, I'm going back to this place, that place, and they're looking for something. So a lot of travel can be like aimed at self discovery and shit like that. Because I think there's something inherently that chaotic about coming to India. Man. If you ever come back to India. Or if you ever like after a long time, you're gonna be like, "Holy fuck! This is this is a chaotic ass place, man. There's a lot of shit going on." Right. And that's actually people crave that. I don't know why, but people crave that level of chaos sometimes, hmm. depending on the person. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it forces you to be in the moment. Maybe. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. Something is really chaotic. You have to be present. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't run over by a car. Yeah, you can't fucking wow. zone out, bro. It's all your money because some guy told you <laughs> he was starving when he actually wasn't. Or like, I don't know. No, I'm, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm marrying humor. But no, actually, I think like sometimes uncertainty brings you in the moment. Yeah. Like, like breaking rapport to make rapport, or um, traveling, or. An adventure sport, something brings you in the moment that's unpredictable. When was the last? When was the last time you felt like so, something was unpredictable? Ooh. Wow! Realization moment. Not a while, man. It's really, been a long time. I don't know. I actually, don't know. Oh, this whole COVID thing is making me feel really uncertain, man. Let me tell you that much, bro. I'm feeling fucking really? uncertain because of the COVID shit. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, bro. Um, I think somewhere around April, I thought this whole thing was going to end in June, July. Mm-hmm. But now it seems like it's going to go beyond June, July. Yeah. It's going to go yeah. right up till December and possibly into next year if we don't find a cure to this shit. I don't know if you heard, but Bombay is on lockdown again from tomorrow for seven days. Complete lockdown. Makes sense. Going back. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, man. Where were we? (laughs) I forget where we were, man. I don't know. Yeah, so do I. It doesn't matter, man. (laughs) Where were we? It's a good question. I guess it doesn't matter, right? What's important is where we are now. Where are we now, bro? How's it going? (laughs) 
Not much, man. I had a weird thought in the morning. Um, it's going good. Enjoying a coffee. You're going to have some hot water and lemon. Oh, nice. And yeah, it's been delicious. Yeah. Oh, Giriga, what? Giriga. Some lemon. Santosh is, yeah. Santosh is my predictive analytics. He knows when something's about to go heavily wrong and he always warns me and I take his word for gold. Oh, shit. He's like, Baba, oh, coffee, Giriga. Uh-huh. I I placed it on the sofa precariously. Oh, you know, a little like he just uh, <laughs> if I ever don't listen, it always happens. So Dude, that always used to happen with my mom and me, man. Because she'd be like, "You you've you've kept this glass of water there. It's going to fall." And then I would be like, "What are you talking about? It's not going to fall." I know, obviously, I know it's there. How can this be? Like yeah. things like that. I I would contest it, and then. Damn. <laughs> I'm not looking, I'm doing something. Fucking tip that over. You know what I really respect? I really respect the fact that my mom, whenever she would see that shit falling down, never said, I yeah. told you, you son of a bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? She just... <laughs> like, she never said that. Like, straight up. That's actually yeah. really commendable. Every That's time. really commendable. Every time she's I'm like, considering it wasn't a, a one-time occurrence, which makes it even more commendable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, they, they, they would look at it, they, you know, but I think both my dad and my mom, they would look at it, that shit falling down on the ground. They'd be like, it's okay. Like, they'd be, I could see they, they were really pissed on their face. <laughs> but they'd be like, no, it's okay. It's okay. No problem. It's fine. It's just a glass. And then we'd go about <laughs> we'd go about picking it up. I think it's, this is a common occurrence in most like most civil houses. I I would agree with you. I think moms have superpowers in, in the sense of, of what you just said. Because I can't tell you the number of times my mom's told me something that I think is absolutely not necessary, absolutely not true, that I like vehemently disagree with, that I put my whole pride in defending myself against. Then it always comes true. It'd be like, you're going to cash it and, and you've just eaten breakfast and you planned a pit stop for lunch at McDonald's and like you planned that day out and your mom would be like, Varun, just take a sandwich. Mom, <laughs> it's not part of my diet. I don't need a sandwich. I have my meals planned out to the ground. Varun, you never know if the restaurant's closed or you get stuck in. Mom, there's no traffic. It's a highway. Varun, just take it. I'm putting it in your bag. Mom, just and sure enough, there's some reason for that sandwich on the trip. Like there was a traffic jam. McDonald's for that one day was closed for maintenance. Always true. Yeah, I man. think moms have a superpower. But it's amazing that they don't rub it in our face. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, I felt like uh, I felt um, like such a dumbass, man. Because when I, when I was coming back home, like when I was coming back here after after visiting home, mom was like, you know, yeah. why don't you take this? Why don't you take that? Uh, she gave me like a... She gave everyone I know a packet of spices. I, in fact, I asked her to make make a pack of spices for everyone. And then right. uh, she was like, "Why don't you take some for yourself, Shivam? You can make yourself some chicken. It'll be nice." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, what are you talking about, Mom? There's uh, there's no way I'm gonna fucking. I'm, I don't I don't need it. I don't even make masala chicken. Like, why are you?" take it what's the problem it's not that heavy also no no i don't want to take it and then sure enough i get the urge to have masala chicken not there that's the worst that's, man that's like man then i think yeah, you think what uh, you, no 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 you were saying 
Uh, I think that's awesome. I haven't told my mom I miss masala chicken. Have you? But uh, like as a son or as a child, you tell her mom you were right. She didn't say I told you so. But are you like, or do you like just keep that shit to yourself? Like, nah, I, I keep that shit to myself, man. Uh, it's a weird conversation to have. That's cute, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah that's funny that's really really funny yeah moms have those things and i feel like that was another <laughs> tradition i actually saw some stand-up comic talking about it but i was like it's more true than ever is that indian moms have a plastic bag collection oh yeah i don't know if it's in your house too dude it's everywhere man everyone has a plastic bag thing, collection. Right? yeah yeah it's a thing yeah, yeah. The moment I came here, like all my roommates would throw their plastic bags, and I was just used to somebody, somebody in the house collecting these bags. Like, why the fuck are we throwing this away? It's perfectly fine. And I was like, obviously, your mom didn't collect plastic. It's definitely a thing. <coughs> yeah, and I'm working on a new theory: is that moms have, uh, like, not moms, maybe, and I don't mean to be sexist here. Let me put that out, but it's just an observation over time, consistently. Is that girls see different things with their eyes than boys do? Like I genuinely, and I'm not even trying to be. I I mean this is that girls can see dirt, boys can't. Oh yeah. I feel yeah. like when my mom, my mom looks at the world, she can see like, like bacteria moving through the air, or she can see certain things that we just can't see. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I genuinely mean this. No, definitely, man. Oh, maybe hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, like uh, we had a friend stay over on the weekend a few days back, and she was just like bunking out on the couch. Yeah, and like I took a I took a cursory glance at the living room, which like because now there are people there. I usually don't look at it because it usually hangs out there. But now that yeah. there was like there were people hanging out there, I was like, guys, I think we should really clean our living room. She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm I'll help. And like once she was done like cleaning the place, I was like, yeah, right. Didn't even notice some of the things in. I didn't notice some things were fucked up. You know, like there were, there were like food cartons all over the place. They were full of food, obviously, like like storage food. Yeah. Like I was using my living room as a store food storage location, <laughs> and then she moved that whole thing and everything. Hundred percent. That's that's incredible, dude. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, did you ever? You think contrast is a good way of learning? Def. Be an environment. Like contrast creates realizations to some extent. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, man. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent, bro. If I'm the moment I st- I don't get something is when I realize like how valuable yeah. it is that I have something or like yeah, just the realization yeah. that I'm lucky to have something. Like for example, cooking. Yeah. Only when I stopped having someone to cook for me on a regular basis did I realize what a fucking privilege it is to have someone. Right. Just out of love, right. like it's so big. Right. Like on a regular basis, everybody just if you're single and you're by yourself, you're cooking for yourself. Yeah. yeah, it's so awesome to have someone cook a meal for you. For sure, man. For sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's some crazy shit. Counting my blessings that it happens. <laughs> yeah. Bro. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's insane. How's Hindi going, man? I hear you're learning Hindi now. Good, good. It's it's uh, been interesting falling in love with the language. Um, I feel like I feel like more than a more than a physical or a 
effort based journey it was more of a mental journey mm. breaking that block i had to it speaking frankly mm. um breaking that block has just made it way easier um and i think i think one was i reached a point where i had to accept that that was the only blocking factor yeah. for me like if i was to walk into a room and not be cast mm. g- given all other variables equal it would probably be that variable mm. so i had to I had to reach an honest point of realization that that's what i needed to work on but then the other factor is just like i think a bit through music i was doing some classes with my friend anil um she's a really good teacher and uh, yeah i think through music i started to love the language more and now that i i do like i look forward to spending time either talking in hindi with friends or or going through hindi texts or listening to hindi music or watching hindi content um it's fun man it's it's fun now um, yeah and it's just a mental shift it's just a mental shift that creates the other shift as opposed to me trying to be disciplined about putting in the hours yeah. but now that the mental shift is there that's so much easier than before that's awesome man do you ever think it's weird that we like we place a premium on it? speaking english yeah over hindi like as a society we do like in right. general i think that's changing it now is? i think it's changing now how yeah if you look um in terms of if you look at uh content that's doing well and i'll take it a step further than english and hindi i take it a step further to say indianness and non indianness as mm. well because hindi represents one part of indianness right um there's more to it there's mannerisms there's ways of speaking yeah you know what i mean there's is there's a whole thing that goes with yeah, the language as yeah. well a culture that follows that and a lot of content you'll see that does really well um uh, and i mean in terms of numbers right in, to the masses is hindi content is reality shows is topics that interest the masses huh. um um like say Yeah, most of the reality shows they want you to do it in Hindi or at least English, and that gets picked up in terms of numbers, in terms of content, a lot more. Um, like I remember, I don't think names here. I know two people, uh, both very um, attractive, um, both very well spoken, and uh, one is a little more Indian. Yeah. and one is a little less indian mm. in that sense they're both indian but you know what i mean right one speaks in english one is a little more indianized in the sense that she uses english when they both do live chat dude okay let's go with it then um yeah bro so you're saying that one was perfectly um yeah one was one speaks english one another contact of yours speaks english like proper english one speaks right. hindi and english right and they were both part of the same like series that they were doing and were doing live chats as part of a group yeah but the one who was more indianized yeah all other variables being almost equal had virtually double the engagement on a live chat hmm considering the other one has way more followers yeah right because the live chat was pure engagement from pure that moment being shared yeah. um she consistently had that mm. and that was the only other dis- like distinguishing variable and you a lot of times you hear like uh producers talking about that like i, I met a an actress who's done a good body of work at a very high level yeah. and she actually spent a year um she does the a list bollywood film she actually spent a year indianizing 
herself um even in terms of the way she speaks english uh, uh, it sounds hardcore which right which is really i want you yeah, to spend really hardcore yeah that, that that is actually yeah jokes apart that is pretty yeah, but, crazy yeah no but yeah that, that that actually makes difference for someone to change the way they speak even their english to sound more indianized at that high level of yeah of work yeah um obviously shows its importance and i think somewhere um uh, without judgment the current government mm. um i guess cuz at any stage the media influences what you perceive to be aspirational to a certain extent yeah. uh if if all the cool people are drinking coke coke is aspirational yeah and if all the people the cool people are skydiving maybe skydiving is aspirational or for the cool people are wearing a brand that's aspirational whereas if all the cool people are speaking a certain language that is aspirational so i feel like the current political environment mm. uh the fact that they stick to hindi yeah. um irrespective of uh the environment that they on whether it's a news channel uh whether the other people speak english whether it's on a global front they stick to their language yeah. uh that is now saying that people in a power, subconsciously saying that people in a power speak our traditional language yeah and i i think that is i think that is uh percolating percolating downward because if you yeah. think about it in terms of numbers yeah. majority speak hindi yeah. um it is a beautiful language and there are a lot of good stories in it so um i mean india has a lot of beautiful stories to be told if you're talking in terms of film um yeah. so not just in terms of film but even in terms of regular life if more people speak it if it's what we authentically do if we can express better in it at least when it's not um absolutely necessary to speak yeah. english um then why then why yeah man i especially unless you're more comfortable in it yeah i'm more comfortable in it so i'll speak it but if if people are not why would you push to speak a language yeah. that what what are your views on it that's what i feel no i completely yeah. agree dude actually that's a beautiful point about the government that you made and i completely agree oh. with you there man uh just the yeah. fact that, like every now and then on twitter you'll find these dickheads who kind of troll other like like people who have opposing or dissenting points of view and they right. they would fucking they would have like a name in hindi and like they like they have associated themselves with this like so because of people like that on the internet you've associated people who write their names down in hindi and only post in hindi as a bunch of like right wing dickheads right but that may be not the case for everybody who does and if if you decide to do that i understand that it's a little bit more difficult for me which is weird to read hindi so right. i find it hard to engage with these posts but in general i think it's a i think it's awesome i don't think like i would when i would teach people like when i would teach students i found that like it's not fair to tell someone that the language that they speak in mm-hmm. is not appropriate or it's undervalued like imagine telling people right. on a constant basis you got to learn english if you want to get right. some level of success in a marketplace it's like saying you're not enough the way the fuck you are like at your basic core just because of the language you speak i don't care how well you speak hindi it's just that it won't fit because all the structures all the uh, all the established structures we have are all based mm-hmm. on english speaking that yeah yeah that always takes yeah, me back man for sure man and i i i think 
separate that into two parts where it's absolutely necessary and where it's not yeah. like i know a whole bunch of people across the world who actually learn chinese so that they can do business with china better yeah. and i know a whole bunch of chinese people who learn english with a specific goal of business or there certain like languages where medical research isn't done in the language and the terminology is not up to date yeah, yeah, yeah. so i can understand those subgroups but where it's not necessary yeah and if the majority speaks a language why have it the other way you know what i mean yeah it's just it's bullshit i think in yeah. in the long term it might just do us well because if you have only one language to learn supposing if you're a kid supposing you're a 5 year old kid and you're going to you're going to go to your village you're going to you need to get educated supposing you want to grow up and be an accountant or you'll grow up and be an accountant if you're going to be an accountant in some village in gujarat or some village somewhere in india right you're adding value by being a, an accountant but you don't necessarily Absolutely. need to know english they can get away with Agreed. teaching hindi and as a system if we're only teaching hindi and we're not getting into english that's also fine i don't think there's anything wrong with that because people are you're still you're still educating people yeah still, yeah absolutely i think the you think the so no, i was just talking no, no, i was just talking shit man tell me no 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 sorry the, i feel like sometimes the <laughs> like there's a microsecond delay on internet calls yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes people cut each other off which has nothing to do with the conversation yeah, so yes. you were saying no i I was just saying that like to teach someone something like accounts you don't really yeah. need and the end of the day whether or not someone's done something like accounts is evident in the fact that the books or ledgers are maintained and there's some level of right. accountability and then your job is done yeah so that can be in any language yeah. that was my only point for sure man i think i think we both concur strongly i think everyone would concur strongly or a lot of people would concur strongly on the fact that yeah. the social stigma element of speaking a language yeah. either way doesn't need to exist you know what i mean definitely that, that a lot of people are like a lot of people who know hindi yeah. will speak english uh because of the social stigma of of a certain way mm-hmm. like i have a hindi professor at bombay university who i used to train with who who told me the funniest thing he said i don't understand why that happens like that because he said you'll have two great hindi speaking individuals yeah. like hindi teachers yeah. of like the highest degree at a university like great at the subject who will meet each other who speak hindi at home yeah. who teach hindi and then in a social situation will start speaking english like <laughs> so he was laughing about that it's man. ridiculous man it's it's crazy even when i'm like supposing <laughs> like supposing i want to buy something at like uh there's a pump of like of like a petrol station close by yeah and if i want to stop by and buy anything there there's an indian dude who works there I know he's Indian because his name's like something like Dharmesh or some shit like that. I don't know what his proper like, but it's an Indian name. Definitely an Indian name. Yeah. And I see him and I was like, okay, this gives me an opportunity to talk to him in Hindi with someone. So I start talking in Hindi. I be like, "Kaise ho?" Theek hai. Ye mere ko ek ye dena. And this person is going to respond to me in English. Yeah. And not going to speak back to me in Hindi. and i've only yeah. seen that like 
I've accompanied my Korean friends to Korean restaurants. I've accompanied my Chinese friends to Chinese restaurants. I've met people who've acknowledged that they're both Ukrainian. I've seen this happen across cultures where they'd always kind of connect with each other on in their native tongue if they know the native tongue. Because they're kind of excited by that fact as well. Because everyone's speaking English. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Not with Indians, man. We guys don't like that shit. We're like, fuck it. Why are you fucking talking to me in Hindi, asshole? What do you think? I don't know English? What do you fucking yeah, assume, yeah. back? And then they start talking to you. <laughs> they'll give you that look like, what the fuck do you think I am? And they'll talk to you in English. <laughs> yeah. And it's, 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 it's funny. I mean, you studied psychology mm. and you understand anthropology. And it's funny how these things are not taught. These things are not told. But they get passed down they do. somewhere. They do. They're picked up. Um, Obviously, I'm sure it comes somewhere from the fact that we were ruled by another country and also, like, maybe not just that fact, but basically that um, people in a position of power spoke a certain yeah. language or people who are aspirational, maybe not outsiders, even insiders who are aspirational spoke a certain language. So somewhere that's left a belief that just carries on in perpetuity out of a context, maybe. Definitely. So, yeah. Yeah, dude, 100%. I completely agree with you. I was... Um... So I, I went into a bit of a wormhole a few days back. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't agree with a lot of what, uh, a lot of what the current government's doing. But then I understood, like, mm-hmm. but then I began to think about how I don't really understand what the current government's doing. Right. I never understood Congress's agenda when Congress was in power. So I kind of yeah. like, so I figured that BJP didn't have much of an agenda too. They're all wishy-washy. Right. I, I figured like it's all a gay, it's all identity politics. Actually, Congress is all identity politics. Funnily enough. Right. Um, right. BJP seems to be a lot of tribalism. But anyway, my point is, I, I was like, let me look, let me look up like the texts. So I, I looked up right. BJP's manifesto. And in addition to that, I looked up, apparently BJP has a library of information online. So they have a whole library of literary texts that scholars have written um, kind of supporting their ideology. And some of it is bullshit. Like some of it is like hateful. Mm -hmm. Like 10% of it. But the rest of it, like 90% of it makes a lot of sense. Like I wouldn't... It's weird because that 10... Like they could have... like They have a very anti-Muslim agenda. Like super anti-Muslim. And here's the thing, they also make an awesome point that we never really took our identity back after we, we never created a Indian identity. Right. Like, what does it mean? Like, our identity is very in the air. We never created a solid Indian progressive ideology identity. That's a great point. And in fact, they would have won, they they would win overwhelmingly just on the basis of that. But it's their anti-Muslim thing that was like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> That's too much, man. But they make this, but to just to bring it back to what you were saying, they make that exact point. Mm-hmm. That we, like, we haven't really gotten that idea back that we are right. Indians speaking Hindi in India. That's our language. We are all Indians. Right. And, and I think in the 1990s, what was crazy interesting apparently is between 1998 and yeah. when they came, they were in power briefly in, from 1998 to 2002, right? Yeah, uh, Bajpai, uh, Mr. Yeah. 
So what they did was yeah. they apparently completely revamped our history textbooks, where all these really? yeah, where all these sectarian, where all we where all we had this whole classist system of uh, categorizing ourselves, right? They did away with right. that and they created one con- consolidated Hindu identity. So their whole the, everything apparently that they're working uh, towards from the past twenty years, including mm-hmm. CAA, uh, according to them, is to create <laughs> right. a unified ident like a Hindu identity, based on right. the fact that that's something that they want to build. They want to get rid of the sectarian divisions across right. India. So that everyone conforms to that one large identity of being Hindu. Understood. Right. Interesting, man. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, interesting that a I, I didn't know they had a library of texts and that too available online. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. yeah, and I think at some level it makes sense um, to have a. I feel there's value in a unifying identity for any group. Yeah, it strengthens the group. Yeah. Um, I, I don't necessarily agree with the Hinduism being the unifying thing, yeah. but I can understand. Like, like I, I don't agree with one religion being the unifying factor yeah. for a nation's identity, like having the religion being the unifying factor. Yeah. But I, I, I do understand the value in having a unified identity that they've identified. Yeah. Um, and if you look at it, from a numbers perspective, if you had to choose one unifying identity, whether it's taste in music or like language or, or anything, um, I could understand where they come from. But I would I would prefer a nation to be united by something other than religion. By values or but, something. Uh, by values, but I, I, I'm, I'm not a social scientist. and no, no, yeah. I, I don't know how one goes about it at that scale. But yeah, I'd rather have a nation unified by values or unified by a language. I think that's nice. I think that's really nice. Yeah, especially because that Hindi they, and Urdu are so similar, right? So like Exactly. Exactly. So I mean it's not like you know it's not like you're you're creating this central language which which is deeply rooted in the religious uh yeah, font. it's it's can be both ways, man. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Like I I think that's that's nice. Um, that aspect is nice. Not really the religion aspect, but uh, that aspect is nice. Yeah. Um, which also goes back to, I don't know if you've, uh, you remember this. It was a question that puzzled me because we did like the Gita class in college yeah, yeah. and we did archaeology and we did the Ma- um, Mahabharat. We did like old texts and I could never find the word Hindu used. Yeah. Hinduism, yeah. right? I could never find that word. Yeah. And I remember asking a question there, and I haven't done much research into it, but um, uh, archaeology teacher at the time said Hinduism, her opinion was that Hinduism is not a religion um, at all, and that to classify as a religion, you need certain things like a religious text, you need the mention of it, you need one day, like certain classifications to classify as an organized religion. Um, but she said the first time the word Hinduism, she said there were different tribal cultures with similar stories, and the first time the word Hindu was used uh, was by the East India Company in like 1916. There were like different provinces, but they needed one word to kind of unify that space, and they started using that word. Otherwise, it was state provinces. Um, that makes a lot you know of sense, I mean? which is right? interesting. I never got into it, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to have someone show me a text 
uh, where which calls hinduism hinduism and mentions the practices of the religion and you know what i mean one text that goes through that, that. makes sense um, yeah because i think we yeah. won't I yeah sorry say that yeah, yeah no just full disclaimer i haven't researched much into it at all but uh, or, i remember having that conversation in class and that just struck me and i left it there and won't yeah. it so i'm not an expert on the subject but it was just an interesting thought no, it makes sense because even like because i've been reading the gita like crazy and there's like you said there's no mention of hindu like there's no mention of hinduism or hindu right but it could also be because there wasn't the need for the notion of secularism if everybody followed the same religion you know what i'm saying fair enough fair if everybody enough. Yeah. around you is like a certain religion then suppose you don't you don't define the fact that we went to certain college because you know like we went to that college you know what i'm saying like we don't right no fair enough as in on our test papers you wouldn't write varun patel flame shivam nimani flame is just understood you in that environment yeah. so Oh uh, yeah the po- the point was it could also be that we were just a bunch of classes man we were just a whole bunch of different social classes right. because which which is pretty well documented yeah. right over time yeah yeah and that was the way that we divided ourselves those was like kind yeah. of sub religions within religion i don't i don't even fucking know man i'm just, I'm just <laughs> guessing <laughs> Yeah, I think I am too. I think for another day it would be an interesting, disagreeable, controversial topic to talk about the benefits of classism. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wait, um, dude, do you do you not think there were benefits to classism? <laughs> man, you, me, uh, Jehan, and and all our friends in Flame, that was not classism, man, Shivam. Ah, uh, no, like I mean, jokes apart. Like, Listen, seriously I, I, though, I swept your room because I cared for you. <laughs> all right. Wait. is love wait but like what does classism have to do with sweeping rooms this really bad wifi can you hear me hello hello shivam i'm just saying hello. like i definitely ag- oh, i'm back i'm back sorry i totally forgot what we were talking no, about i definitely so agree up, i definitely agree with you about classism like having <laughs> classism having a function dude like having hmm. some level of social function definitely hmm. like definitely some merit to that idea but at the same time i don't want i don't want people to be trapped at their own class you know what i'm saying like no no i don't i'm just totally kidding i'm you i'm kidding not. i just wanted to like i just wanted to tip the board and stir some shit up i don't actually believe that i'm <laughs> like so clearing that up just yeah, yeah i wanted to tip the board not for the sake of believing something and tipping the board as in as a byproduct of what i believed in i just wanted to tip the board and it was a cheap way to do it yeah, it's all good man for the joy of tipping the board yeah I mean, it's a good, it's a, it's a good discussion to have. Actually, I think people, we don't, because some people really fucking believe in that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and these are like, you meet them every really? day, bro. You meet people like this every fucking day, who'll believe in are the class serious? system. Yeah, they'll believe it. They'll be like, no, I don't fucking speak to this guy because he's a fucking so and so. I don't. That's messed up, dude. That's really messed up. In 2020, when things can transcend that and have transcended that repeatedly, that's. that's one of the that's, things this actually this government is really like trying to do i don't know if it's really trying to do that apparently they have been like imprisoning dalit uh, freedom fighters and shit i don't know much about it i've heard people i heard they are doing that so i'm conflicted right. but like in their manifesto they say they're going to do that they don't want sectarian right. this thing they want one unified identity of being hindu 
that's what they're working right. towards and which includes adivasis and all these groups of people that's their move right and if they do that that's amazing oh man good for sure equal opportunities for all yeah Still not on on the Hindutva agenda, but equal opportunities <laughs> for all for sure. Yeah, um, dude. Yeah, there's anyway, there's something you? about that, right? Like personally, like I've met a lot of guys who like kind of post and shit like that. I I'm getting I'm getting where they're coming from. I'm getting the whole idea, but it's yeah. like having some sticky ass oil on you. If you say you know, do you want to fucking accept? Do you want to take that on? I like fuck no. There is no way <laughs> in hell. because there's something yeah. icky about the whole concept about these guys on facebook fucking spamming you saying shit there's this one guy right. who like people try first of all i think it's fucking terrible that people try to debate you on facebook man have you ever been debated with on facebook has that ever happened to you I, i've always stayed clear of political posts posting them replying to them i just i pretend it doesn't exist i don't get into those facebook debates but i've seen some of them yeah right like have you seen like have you seen somebody you know really get into it yeah i have i have how was it man yeah. it wasn't it was it was kind of pointless because at the end of the day i'm sure you've experienced this too and i have unless it's like a scientific research paper or something extremely based on something yeah. like something extremely non subjective research base usually it's my dick is bigger than yours or my emotions make me feel more righteous than yours do and where does it fucking go man you know what i mean like and and i honestly believe there's some reason you're having that conversation on social media there's some fucking reason your motivation is to have it on social media yeah. in a public forum when you could have dm that person or call them up or met them if you know them well now why the hell are you have like and like do something about it man if you have such a strong opinion like just don't keep talking dude a you're talking and not doing b you're talking on a fucking public forum so what is your real agenda i can't be a popular yeah. that's what i truly feel i can't believe like what what is your motivation like what is your do 100% you know? man what what's really at play yeah. yeah i think it's a lot of virtue signaling people like oh fuck look at these guys look at how bad they are that's actually what yeah. uh, one trump his election man because he would say he would keep saying outrageous shit and people would get outraged and then fucking share his fuck all posts and then if you're playing a game play it all the way i think he uh, not that i support any of that but he went full like, full seas with the game you know what i mean Dude, the first guy i'm not even joking man like however you you may call him bad you may call him evil nazi whatever the fuck you want to call him he was the first guy i followed when i got on twitter man He was he was the first guy I followed. It's hilarious, man. It's endless entertainment with him, bro. How much of it do you think is 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 actual delusional belief versus how much do you think is actually performer being a performer? Uh, you you know what I mean by that? Like, uh, how much of him is aware that he's doing that result oriented, and how much is just him doing it? You know what I mean? Do it could be. What do you think? Because I haven't followed. No, no, no. Yet. I think it's fifty-fifty, man. Because like every now and then he'll make a post which is like pandering to his electorate, like people who will elect to ele- elect him. And the other fifty percent is just him being an ego maniac, and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, <laughs> like recently, I think some people got pissed off. So basically, he's right. been he's been sending like because he's going up against Joe Biden, and. Right. thing with joe biden is it's very apparent that he's deteriorating 
So Trump came up with a very catchy, like he came up with Crooked Hillary, which is still on people's right. minds, like even if they're not American. Right. Um, he came up with Sleepy Joe Biden. All right. And he's he's blasting that shit on Twitter. Like every time he refers to Joe Biden, never calls him Joe Biden, calls him Sleepy Joe Biden in every fucking tweet. Right. And then uh, he keeps sharing these, you know, videos of him like rambling and like talking shit, like really fucking weird videos where you like for a minute, he's just rambling. Right. So all the left wingers got on him because he was walking down a ramp really slowly. That was news. For some fuck all reason, that was news. People he like right. CNN blasted the shit out of this, that Trump walked right. down a ramp slowly. And they made that right. news. They were like why it's actually really important that Trump walked down. Like, there was literally a headline that said why it's important that Trump walked down this ramp slowly or some shit like that. Why? No one knows. But here's the thing. Trump made a thing out of it. So he fucking, like, he tweeted a response to that. I was walking down the ramp slowly. <laughs> and, like, he was kind of giving his own... China. Because of China. <laughs> China. Yeah, no. Why? That's insane, and he had a reason for that. I mean, that's all. That's he's, he's. There are people fucking dying by the thousands because of coronavirus. People are protesting. They're creating autonomous zones in your country. Yeah, they're blowing shit up. Yeah, and that's what you fucking yeah. tweet about. Like it's. That's, that's like that's messed up, man. I want to ask you something now that we we brought up Trump. Mm. Right? Yeah, and. Uh, this is going to be very disagreeable, but let's go for it. Because it's something that I've been thinking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Is, okay. To succeed by the definition of yeah. success that is prevalent in society today, in society that we yeah. live in, let's take like majorities here, right? You look at people like Donald Trump. Trump. Uh, you, I, lo- I was looking back a little while ago. Martin Brando. Yeah. Right? Top people who were... Okay, whether you agree with Trump or not, he is the president of one of the most powerful countries in the world. Let's put it at that. You made it that far. Right? Uh, Martin Brando was a great actor. Apparently, he was insane. Um, I was looking at... He was was out of his mind. (laughs) He used to eat buckets of ice cream. Apparently, in that... In a couple of scenes, he actually... Like, like, there was a scene where he had to hit someone. He actually fucking hit them, dude. Like... It goes further than that, but I don't think we should talk about it on this chat. I think you've seen that as well. The interview with some actress that was... Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, mess, messed up, man. I'll tell you off yeah. camera. Messed yeah. up. Um, and that is something that should never be done to anyone. But um, him, Donald Trump. I was looking at Dennis Rodman, a yeah, basketball Dennis player Rodman. who'd come with like... Yeah, he'd come with different colored yeah, he hair. Bad guy, he was the bad uh, boy of basketball. Drunk. Yeah, exactly. Him. Um, whatever, so many, uh, Michael Jordan also looking at that recent documentary, so many people across time, right? And and you see that there's certain traits that were not taught growing yeah. up. Uh, but I would say, in my opinion, an ego has served them, like there's a high sense of self. Yeah. You yeah. see things like disagreeability. Yeah. Now, whether you want to call high sense of self, self-worth or you want to call it an ego, <laughs> They have a lot of fights along yeah. the way. Um, 
whether you want to that's one trait another one is um disconnection of emotion yeah. to the sense that they've cut off all else to pursue their goal yeah. um or disagreeability to yeah. some extent they're okay with being disagreeable yeah. um and certain traits that you're not taught growing up either socially or at least i was not taught growing up and and these people end up successful so do you think uh, these and other traits do you think disconnecting from emotions being disagreeable uh well i'm going to call it ego but maybe in psychology you could define that further you have a better understanding of the word high sense of self do you think these traits are responsible for that do you think there are any like other um uh, traits that go against values we were taught growing up that actually result in success in the world we live in today dude yeah definitely man definitely 100% man yeah. i think uh, one of the reasons why so uh, this is actually i think jordan peterson said this uh and just before you start to throw in like say for example you, you and i are aware of it because we're both indian say corruption in business in india do you embrace that system or try to fight it and do nothing for instance in in the business aspects throwing that in as well right people who are okay with doing that to an extent move faster in business um just put all that in the mix what are your views on on so all i mean of- that is highly complex man because that it has like that has a function of your market right so f- okay so let's leave that out let me let's maybe stick yeah. to the other more universal traits so like in terms of yeah for example okay so like apparently scientists have studied this really extensively and um one so basically on one level like what creates successful hired hired candidates let's talk about that so like what is what are the chances like what is common amongst those candidates that are qualified for jobs so what they found was that there was a very strong correlation between a what is known as a general level of intelligence so like okay. a general basic amount of intelligence which allows you to solve like if you can solve five tasks really well what's binding your ability to do those five different tasks really well is this general level of intelligence it's called g right now the thing is that the, they found that the correlation between g and your ability to perform on the job goes up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when the task is more complex so the more intelligent you are the better you'll do a complex task right, right. so right. that's huge another thing that they found was right. that so all these guys that you were talking about they have some level of intelligence which is in all likelihood is above average like that's the basis of right. being a high performer that's one thing right, right. a second right. thing is like right. so a second uh, another two traits that they found common between high performers and like like, like when they're saying high performer like, like top of the food chain performer yeah 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 so was conscientiousness which is your ability to do something which is like like to a mind like to do something systematic slow over a large period of time and pay a lot of attention to detail and instruction that's conscientiousness right. when you're doing a task with a lot of care for the task right right that's highly correlated with success and another correlation like you very rightly mentioned is disagreeableness the reason yeah really? within okay. an organizational yeah. setting the reason why it's important is because when you're disagreeable you right. you are likely to ask for more so you're not happy with your salary 
you're going to be disagreeable you're going to say i'm not okay with that i think i'm a better performer please give me if you're an agreeable person you'll be more likely to right. say well i agree with whatever was given i don't want to ruffle any feathers so right. a lot of like a lot of uh, what jordan peterson does is he trains women to be more disagreeable because one of the reasons why he thinks there's a lot of gender pay gap is because women tend to be more agreeable than men it's a it's a statistical fact i'm not right. just saying this off the top yeah, of my head yeah 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 yeah, yeah so no, sure, basically yeah. what he's saying is that if you're if i can train you to be disagreeable it would eventually lead you to be more successful just because you're saying no more times than you're saying yes especially right. when you're negotiating right. different things so right. that's interesting interesting i didn't know that i didn't know that was something studied in that much depth yeah what trump does is he's um, i think the reason why he's mostly successful is his ability to uh, to uh, gorilla market like his outrage marketing right. amazing he says like scandalous right. shit and he just gets right. more and more people into it like the um, yeah. like the other day he's so like he was giving a speech and he's like bro mm-hmm. he's like people have called this covid different things they call it the coronavirus they call it covid and some have called it the kung flu and he's saying this to a gigantic crowd and That's... and everyone starts screaming and cheering like crazy thing is people got outraged right and they yeah. took that little sound bite and they put that shit on cnn now here's the thing right. when there's some guy going through in the internet who has the same belief that this is the kung flu or this is uh, this is a flu caused by this is not a, this is not american thing this is a chinese thing it's a chinese virus you should be calling it that they would look at they'll be like oh wow look at trump he's so awesome he's saying the truth is that the truth according to them yeah. but the me- the mechanism that transferred trump's message to that person or to those people was right. because of his gorilla marketing his outrage marketing which has worked really well and which is yeah which is and it's free completely free you don't didn't have to pay a penny to see an and especially on on the other side the side that disagrees with you it's yeah. free completely yeah, yeah like yeah man i was like um So uh, there's this Twitter trend thing. <laughs> What are you laughing at, bro? Yeah. Tell me, man. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Are you tell me, man? Come on, bro. It's, I'll, no, no, I'll, no. I'll cut it out if it's fuck all and you want to take it back. I was going to say, how far is he going to go with uh, uh, gorilla marketing? Reminds me of what actors do strategically making sex, sex tips. When is the day we'll see the Donald Trump sex tip? Makes sense, man, because he's roasted himself. Yeah, please take take the thing off the chat later. <laughs> don't picture it. Don't picture it. Don't picture it. There's no need to picture it, man. One of my friends found a photo of Donald Trump naked, bro. Dude, dude, and he shared it with me, man. I was like, don't fucking send it to me. I deleted it three times off my phone. I don't want that shit, bro. I don't want to look. I don't want that. Like, <laughs> send it to Karan four times. Um, it's too disgusting. I don't want to fucking disseminate that shit, bro. Because the moment you share it, like I don't oh, know man. what the legal ramifications of fucking sharing that shit is. I stopped, but it was it's yeah. too disgusting, yeah. man. He's getting a spray tan. Someone took a photo <laughs> of this guy while he was taking a spray tan, man. Think of how crazy people are, man. That's that insane, is insane. Dude. That's insane. How long do I have you for, man? 
you have me dude you have me you have me until you oh, don't okay okay yeah i give you 5 minutes notice man let's yeah yeah i will so nice tap thanks bro yeah it's nice What else been up, dude? How's everything going? I think this is the first awkward silence we've had in like ten years. No, I'm kidding. It's not yeah, awkward. awkward <laughs> first silence. Shit, why are you awkward, bro? Everything okay? <laughs> no, no. It's good. I feel like we spoke of how much time we have. Like, yeah, we were going to get back to chatting, and then there was a break because of that, and then that got in my head awkward. Um, yeah. 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 What What are your views on silence? On silence. Conversation. Yeah. I'm actually I've become a little bit more okay with it over time. What about you? Yeah. Uh I'm aware that it's okay to be okay with it, but I'm not yet quite there. Yeah. Um yeah. The worst the worst is when like there's a silence caused by someone saying something like super awkward. Yeah. That's the worst kind of silence, man, cuz uh I don't know if you were there. you weren't there, man. We were in uh, we were in Nepal, and uh, one of these guys like so, Jehan was given giving one of our friends advice on yeah. how to on how to hit on women or whatever. Right. So everyone who doesn't know Jehan is a very dear friend of both of us who we roomed with and did work with, and one of our closest friends. Yeah, and he's he's a yeah. complete fucking idiot as well, man. So. Um, <laughs> he's talking to this uh, friend of ours and he's he's giving him advice on how to speak to women right but our friend and jehan look completely different i'm just saying in the initial part right right so um just initially like in terms of when you're meeting someone jehan looks way more presentable and our other friend does not and it's okay i'm not judging him for it i know that like i know how how i look i know how the people look and there's some strengths and weaknesses that come along with it so that's what i wanted to convey to my friend i was like hey man jehan is telling you this because he's a tall guy he's fair looking and he goes around mm. he's got a presence mm. but what works for him may not work for you you got to find your own thing right that works like he's jehan picks up girls on the street because it's something that he's fine with doing like he's it's fun. he builds curiosity just by virtue of him being him that may right. not work for you right and but the only fuck up is i didn't realize the controversialness the like how controversial what i was saying was right and then there was like this giant awkward silence on the table right that was really fucked up man what did i just say and then someone made it worse after that no did they No, I think you you did that. I don't know. I felt like there was a second layer to the story as well. I think I may have made it worse because I I said I'm saying something after that. What I meant was not this, but what I meant was I think more more directly said what you had said earlier, making it no better. I think that's what happened. Yeah, and then I was like, bro. Then I was like, yeah, man. Because if you think about it, what Jehan has is lo- like no. Then I explained myself further. But yeah. if you were to interpret it, it would come off as me calling him ugly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I was like, bro, if you think <laughs> like about this. it, because like Jehan has looks, you have something else. <laughs> and then I began to list out what he has. Oh man! <laughs> uh, which takes us to the point, like, how much, 
uh, not this topic but in general like how 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 open are people to the truth and how important is it for people to be told the truth uh, uh, and when i think when? it's i think it's important that, to tell the truth at every point in time Yeah, that. that's and, amazing. And man. I'm beginning. I, always, I respect you for that. I respect you for that. No, and I'm beginning to learn how to be gentle with the people as well. So, like for example, right. today I was having, I was playing tennis with a friend, and the right. dude tells me, "We're talking about like shots," and I was like, "I was like, you know, if you have this kind of shot, mm-hmm. you know, you can use this kind of racket." And he's like, right. "No, yeah, I got this kind of shot, like, mm-hmm. like a certain particular type of shot." Right. And it was really awkward because he doesn't have that. Like he doesn't play like that, but he insisted that he right. played like that. Right. Right. It's like I'm sorry, man. But I didn't say I'm sorry. I just said no. I don't think so. I don't think right. that's like I don't think that's the way you play your shot. You play your right. shot like this, which is awesome, but you right. definitely don't play it that way. Right. And right. And I think it's important. I think it's important to yeah. realize where you're where you where you're being a bitch and where you're not. Right. Yeah, and especially in the long run, I think that only works out correctly. Yeah, it only works out correctly. There's yeah. no, I mean, I've not experienced a case where being directly very honest with two people actually works out in the long run for someone's detriment. Um, yeah, given mean, everyone has good intentions, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, but it depends on the yeah. role as well. Like, supposing, like, if it's my place to say it, I'll say it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for like, you, if if I see you fucking around, for sure I'm gonna tell you. You see me fucking around. Yeah. You'll fuck. You bring it out, and you'll bring it out in your own way. But you'll bring it out for sure. Um, right. but like recently, I saw some guy. Like again, same dude. He was like, "This this girl is really into me, man. I, I'm really into this girl." I was like, is right. she, "Like, does she like you back?" Like, he's like, "Yeah, definitely, hundred percent." I was right. like, "I was like, how do you know? Have you asked her?" No, but. And at that point in time, I would have been like, "Dude, it doesn't seem clear to me that she likes you back." Mm-hmm. And that's a tough reality to give someone who's like young, like twenty. Yeah, yeah. But at that point in time, I didn't feel obligated to tell him anything. I wasn't really so close to him. I'm like, "Yeah, man, sure, okay." I wouldn't call him out on yeah. his bullshit then. Yeah, I But, think what you said earlier was was important. Uh, when it's your place and when it's not your place. And yeah. You have to be discerning judges of that, but I also do believe delusion can be helpful to a certain extent for a limited period of time. Yeah, how so? I was man? talking to a friend about it. So, like for instance, um, a friend and I were speaking the other day about another friend, yeah, who is sort of um, well disconnected from reality and has a certain self belief, mm. an extremely strong self belief that doesn't match with the external reality, right? Yeah, and. Uh, The interesting thing about this friend is he's not open to feedback at all, at mm. all. Yeah, because feedback doesn't go in, and this has been going on for a long period of time, and um, is disconnected with the external reality. In a situation like that, that's not helpful. But yeah, I have personally experienced myself and seen with other artists maybe that are like holding on to like I'll give you the example of someone else. For example, say John Travolta, for example. Yeah. has a story when he started acting and this is more i guess applicable to art but could be applicable to other long run scenarios as well yeah where he grew up in a house where he was told he was an amazing actor like his parents thought he was the best actor in the world travolta um travolta cuz he 
act at home as a kid, but you're a kid, right? And it's your parents. So mm. that's the feedback loop he got. And then he went out into the real world and he auditioned. And the casting director told him he was terrible. Yeah. And that he should quit acting. And he went around for an entire year believing that they were delusional <laughs> and that they didn't know what they were talking about. Yeah. Right? But obviously, during that year somewhere, he made probably the changes or something lucked out and he was able to change it later. But that delusion allowed him, given that he had the effort, given that he had the talent, given all that, that delusion allowed him to reach a certain stage Definitely. where then he was in an environment where he flourished. I'm sure he must have been yeah. open to feedback. I'm sure, but it was for a limited time with talent, with effort. But I yeah. believe in like small situations, um, delusion can actually be helpful for a limited period of time. Right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think like that delusion has to do with a sense of like a general sense of self worth, man. If you think you're, like, if you're, th- if you think you're, like, you're not a loser. You're, if you think you're a winner, right? If you think that. Oh yeah. If you think that you're, f- you can get like you can obviously fucking win. Then it's all right feeling like a bitch because you know that eventually you'll figure it out. Right. And there has to be a connection to reality at some stage and there has to be, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it can't be completely isolated from reality for years. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. You, like you can, like at some point in time, the rubber has to hit the road. You got to realize actually, no, like the level I think I'm at, I'm actually not. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole process of reality testing, right? Like, for example... Um, with reference to me, like, I think one thing which is, which never lies to you is like uh, how badly an opponent beats you at tennis. First six months you play a game of tennis, you think you're fucking amazing. But like you're playing this club, this like fucking sweaty uncle with a fucking big stomach, barely moves around, fucking talks trash to people around as he's playing you. Teaching, right. treating you ca- really casually, like just hitting the ball wherever the fuck he wants, like saying, "Hey, check this, check this next shot out," like acting like a complete dick, and right. then just the fact that you can't beat him back, you know, the fact right. that you can't do anything. This guy's fucking beating the shit out of you. You're 15 right. years younger than him, right. and he has more skill. And f- like in my mind, like I had, I, you know, you build the fact that. I, I'm a great mover. I really well. I can hit the ball really hard. And all that yeah. bullshit. But in that yeah. moment, you know, that time that sweaty guy starts screaming, "Come on, yeah!" You know, like gets really <laughs> excited. The fact that on the tennis court, yeah, on the <laughs> yeah, on the on the fucking tennis court, <laughs> precisely. <laughs> starts fucking during the game. During yeah, the game. During the game, bro. What, what else were you fucking thinking? I'm so, so sorry, I couldn't resist that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that feels like shit, dude. Like that—that's when you realize, like, yeah. what you are, like, what the fuck your level is. I, I'm sure everyone has that own kind of reality test. Oh man. yeah, reality testing. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, man. Sure. And in in some weird way, what goes back to what you said earlier, where it's it's not vocal honesty, yeah, but it's a moment of honesty with self. Getting your ass an external reality matching your thoughts. Yeah. And the dissonance and the acceptance of that dissonance yeah. is honesty. The acceptance of that dissonance is honesty. Um, yeah. Yeah. For, for for the receiver. Yeah. I've always had a rough, I have always had a rough relationship with that man. Because whenever I get a certain level of awareness, 
I I I don't hate the fact that I got the awareness. Right. But I hate the fact that I wasn't I didn't know this like like I should have known it. I don't right. care whether or not I'm so bad. I right. care I get frustrated at the fact that I didn't see this myself and I had to have an experience to tell me how bad I was. Right. And that's always fun. Right. Yeah man, it's it's a uh, I think that's it's how do you deal with it? I <laughs> don't run away from it, man. <laughs> Want some Netflix or something? <laughs> yeah, it's a fucked up feeling. Um, no, I feel it's so weird. I feel like every time you do deal with it, yeah, you actually, man. I'm just I'm you know research to this. It's okay, but man. I feel like you get connected every time you do deal with a a dissonance block. Yeah, you actually get connected to yourself. Yeah, one you accept and then deal with. You get connected to yourself on a deeper, deeper, deeper level. Yeah. Um. Each time you do that. Yeah. And the more in tune you are with your real self, you're just more one, man. And it it actually, to me, it physically affects my voice as well, for sure. Like I know, like, like when you sometimes when you address something you haven't addressed. Yeah. Your breath opens up. Actually, like with no effort on your part, uh, on my part, it's weird. Wow, I haven't noticed that. Yeah, I, I guess I noticed it because it's related to what I do. But like, um, if you were to, if suppose you have a blocked memory, mm. for instance. Yeah. And, and forget it, memory, because now that's acting. But suppose you have a conversation that you had to have with someone that yeah. you held back. Yeah. What you really felt. Yeah. The moment you, like, I'll just give you an example. I'd be like, hey, Shivam, you know, I really felt that what you did was not that good. And like, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm speaking from here. That's not what I want to say. What I want to say is, dude, I could not stand. I mean, this is not a real story, but I, I could not stand what you did. And I'm so, and I connect to like that, that I'm super honest. Yeah. Voice changes instantly. Um, and even for a little bit after, and it's not some magic that your voice changes. I think it's because you're more connected to your breath. Um, something opens up. I think there's a physical, mental relationship somewhere there. That's insane, um, man. I haven't really noticed that because I'm not so much in tune with my body for sure. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, and I guess I'm mean, I'm in tune with like those levels because it's what I do for work. But I've noticed that. It's it's like when you're relaxed. It's like after you do a session of you know, lie down, do that progressive relaxation for a little bit. Your voice is deeper. Right. You're connected to your breath. Are you connected to your breath because you were breathing or because you were relaxed? I think it's a combination of both. But I think the relaxation plays a part in it. That's insane, um, man. Yeah. So yeah, um, I, yeah. I guess that was also like. I guess you're probably you probably have some level of tension leading up to that moment, which you kind of just yeah, release, for sure. which you release once you've let go of control. You know what I'm saying? Like you kind of just let go of it, yeah. And that's what kind of works yeah. with your breath. Sure, that's for sure. And I, I I take it a step further. Definitely that you have more tension building up to that moment because yeah. you're coming close to it. But I'd say there's some level of subconscious tension if you hold on to something big mm. that stays through the day. That just stays, you know what I mean? Over time, I think my theory is that it stays. <laughs> no, definitely, man. I know a couple of people in my family who experience like a lot of like, they ha- they, they're just in general anxious people. And right. they experience like all kinds of manifestations of that stress. Like they have like issues with their jaw. Yeah. And they, yeah. like they have like different, like so they, like they've, but they don't do it consciously. So they're not doing it when they're awake. 
they're doing it right. like they're clenching their jaw when they sleep right that's right. a physical right. manifestation of that stress of that tension and that's um, for sure that shit can actually like fucking like literally kill you early man if you're someone who's prone to getting like it can lead to an early death if you like that like if you don't figure out how to handle that stuff 120% and there's a lot of well, well anecdotal evidence i don't know if someone's researched it mm. but like holding back emotion yeah physically manifests in a body part yeah definitely then that which then over time compounds a hundred percent a hundred percent it definitely does especially in like your uh you know your muscular your posture your musculoskeletal system things like that which is insane which is weird is if you you wonder and i guess a a little bit of not dealing with the situation is dishonesty yeah A a little bit of it right either with yourself or someone else because if you were fully honest, I guess you would have, you wouldn't be suppressing something if you were fully honest. I don't know. Maybe I'm taking that a bit too far. But um, yeah, no, I I think that's a fair conclusion to come to. I think that's yeah, a fair it's, conclusion. It's a, it's a light conclusion. It's not a very hyper correlated thing. Yeah. But I feel that like maybe somewhere, maybe somewhere nature is this. Um, disincentivizing dishonesty at a micro level because you I don't know because it the impacts of that are negative at a very subtle level mentally and then physically I don't know just a thought I don't have anything to back it up that's interesting but, I mean um, I don't know if that's it, or I don't know. Not if, at a societal level. I don't know. I mean, yeah. at an individual level. I'm talking about an individual level. I don't know if that is it or if a psychological threat is being translated as a physical threat at the level of your body. I don't know which one it is. It could be what you're saying uh-huh. or it could be the other way around. Like, Yeah, I don't know either. That's also a possibility for sure, man. Yeah, in a way it could be like either, yeah. either or. Um, I know like you know that whole thing of um, you know how they train mm-hmm. elephants right yeah with the thread on the with leg the thread or on the, the chain leg. on the leg yeah when, eventually yeah, when, yeah. So like yeah. at that point in time the thread isn't physically fucking present right mm. right but like you still imagine that it's there so your body kind of psychologically takes on the presence Actually, of. I think that makes more sense. It goes to that. Um, um, I don't know which you, you know this, but which form of therapy is it? Where um, it's not about the event, but it's the belief associated with the event that creates yeah. stress. Yeah. Um, uh, what form is that? Is that uh, REBT? That is that is REBT. Actually, that's uh, the ABC model of REBT. Yeah. So I guess uh, it's it's the the mental programming of the view of that situation that creates the the, the stress yeah. of that external thing. Yeah, right? but at the same time... Maybe someone... Sorry, uh, go ahead. Maybe someone... Maybe, maybe someone... Maybe for someone, I'm seeing a very radical example, enjoys murder and maybe they don't feel that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? What really helped me like be honest with myself once? I think I was... 
I wasn't it wasn't like I was being dishonest with myself but it was like I was stuck like I felt I felt like I didn't know what to do I didn't know what mm-hmm. my next 4 months's actions and orientations will be like i was working i had my own thing i i knew i had a reason to get up in the morning that's all good but i didn't have any clarity on how i was going to go about doing it or why i was going to go about doing it mm-hmm. and this actually this experience was fucking transformational for me it was like i am not going to take i'm not going to use any earphones i'm not going to have any music on i'm not mm-hmm. going to have i'm just going to take my phone to write notes in on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just going to take a walk mm. so i took a solitary walk by the sea at around 7 pm and mm. i was like as much as possible i'm going to meditate on this problem what do i need to do with the right. assumption that at a certain part of my being i knew what i had to do mm. so i was like just to discover that and i took that walk and like by the time i was back from the walk i had like a list of five things and i was like these are going to be my orientations for the next two or three months and that really worked out well for me man i mean i've right. i've done that a couple of times because like okay. i was really confused that day i was super confused but it really worked that stuff really helped that's amazing man that's amazing i think i don't know whether it's but i guess it's somewhere trusting the knowledge that is already there um in you right yeah you know you know the answer and just giving yourself that isolation even if a very brief period to really connect with that and listen to that um that's amazing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. do you meditate man i do you do every day just i just yeah yeah so you were saying almost every day yeah just to go back to that thought of yours it's something that like i i remember a lot of people discovering themselves while traveling yeah, yeah, yeah right and even i did to a certain extent yeah, yeah. i realized that when when i travel solo travel the voice in my head got louder yeah uh, got louder the sound of it was louder and then i i thought why was that and then i realized a i'm disconnected from all my daily habits of my previous environment yeah. so there no re- referral cues on a daily basis yeah. i'm also disconnected from people that i know yeah. um which have like constant referral cues to micro events thoughts feelings so you're alone yeah. so all of a sudden you don't have those external cues so the internal cues volume is i mean it's like it's like um having your headphones on at a really loud party or having your headphones on uh alone at the beach that volume of your headphones is a lot louder and you the can focus on, on both them yeah you can focus on it you cut out the noise and i think i think somewhere isolation yeah or calming the mind has an effect on listening to what you said your your inner voice uh i don't know call it an inner voice but your thoughts yeah and genuinely hearing them out yeah i think that definitely makes a lot of sense man um in terms yeah. of yeah and yeah and i do, i do meditate i love meditating oh how, how often do you meditate every day Yeah, at least once a day, sometimes twice. How, how many hours? At present, how, much, how many minutes? Or... No, exactly. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I took it up a notch, bro. How many minutes? <laughs> uh, the morning, twenty minutes for sure, and then in the middle of the day, um, I'll do like a quick ten-minute sort of thing. One sec. Can you just hold on for a yeah. second? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna. Yeah, it's reaching that. 
time where the conversation is going to get interesting and even is if you're good for time i'm good for time i'm just going to figure out the lunch situation on the back for a second and see how we can work around that's it that's fine man yeah let me know yeah, i'd love to keep chatting how are you for time i'm good bro i'm just going to get myself another one of these coffees and i'm good to go eat a little bit yeah okay so are you okay with my parents eating in the background um i'm fine with that if they're fine with it and if yeah, you're going to be fine you'll with see that I'm fine. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you actually. I don't know. Oh, you go like the, yeah, the, yeah. I'd be like, "Bad, fuck it." Um, <laughs> um, this could be the starting clip of the chat. No, I'm kidding. So I'm just gonna go, just pick out that scene out. Give me five minutes. Sounds good. Are you good to chat? Otherwise, I'm happy. To yeah, chat I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm, I'm having fun. I'm good to chat. Yeah, cool. It's correct. Um, yeah. So I meditate twice a day. Yeah. Um, definitely once. Yeah. In the morning. and then sometimes in the evening yeah i've personally realized like well i um i like to keep the main thing the main thing it's funny i was talking to pushan the other day and he said this nice quote he said the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing yeah right? um so i i, I kind of use i wouldn't i wouldn't call it pseudo but i i use things from other disciplines to assist the main thing um so whereas i'm doing meditation not purely for sake of meditation or for the outcome it may be designed to but i take it and use it for my outcome right um so i i, I do 20 minutes of a meditation in the morning because i find that on days that i do meditate in the morning yeah um i i sometimes have issues with focusing um uh, i have issues with focusing particularly with seated tasks like digital tasks whatsapp oh, yeah, writing things down is really i don't know man i don't know if it's a personality thing or so i find on days that i meditate i i get a good get a nice clear wave of thought till about lunch yeah uh which really helps me in tasks that i'm thrown into that are physical i have my concentration fully like if i'm in an audition no problem but like when i have to sit look at a phone and like type something out send a mail get like that really uh on days i meditate that's a lot easier and uh I realize that somewhere halfway through the day, then like usually if I go for auditions and all, there's some other work. Towards um, four in the evening, mm. my focus again gets a little. I guess maybe the day creates thoughts in your head. There's like slightly unfocused again. Yeah, you so get a little I, bit of a I slump. Thought, exactly, a slump. And on, on days that you're in a high energy task, it's not exactly a slump, but the mind is. a turbid as you would say if it was like dust and water and you shook it it's not settled yeah. and on days on days when i don't have an activity like now there's a slump um, right but i feel like at that point i need something else to reset the day so for example if it's a leisurely day and i nap even for 20 minutes yeah. you wake up with that mental calm or if it's if it's is meditating i i regain that focus for the second half of the day yeah So I find I find these really helpful. Mm. Um not necessarily that it's meditating like even if I wake up in the morning and I work out. Yeah. Um I get a nice like 3 hour um sort of boost of productivity feeling. Yeah, which helps yeah, absolutely boost the productivity, good feeling. Um and I just found meditation is a consistent way to do that for the body and the mind like um and yeah, it helps man so I do it. Yeah, dude. Actually another actor actor put me on to this. Meditating? Funny I Uh, well, I did it on and off mm. before, but I didn't understand its importance in the field I was in. And I just like asked, 
I remember one acting teacher had said yoga and meditation are important. And I said, why? And many, many years ago in a workshop, and he said that you like, as an actor, it's an unstable profession, A, to start off with, and B, you keep re-experiencing if you're a method actor, negative emotions. Uh, so it's important to break those patterns as much as you can so you don't get into loops. And he said, you don't see it now, but you see it over a period of like eight to 10 years where a lot of uh, emotions, well, I, I don't know, I don't want to sound pseudo-scientific, but emotions reside in your body. And 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 those develop into thought patterns which can push you in the line of addiction, etc. It's like if you look at a lot of great method actors, like the further they go, uh, the better they get at their acting. Big, big actors, they start losing the plot a bit now. There's no research to support this, but other than experientially. Um, but uh, I it crossed my mind, but I didn't fully follow it. And then I had an actor friend who I reached out to once who does pretty well at his work yeah. uh very well commercially so i said what do you do and he told me two things he said one is i uh go after every single opportunity that comes every single opportunity without thinking of the outcome i just go for it some go well some don't but i go for it so if it's five auditions a day i'll do it and he said the second thing i do is i meditate every morning because it's an unstable field and the ups are high and the downs are low but that just gives me a sort of base yeah that keeps me gone through the process and gives a fulfillment from within and and not outside and sometimes like when you take advice from successful people it may not be as complicated it may not be as voluminous it may not be this magic pill yeah but just a simple thing and it's just a sort of a simple bro hack that i saw work for someone else picked mm. it up and it worked for me so i kept it <clears throat> i've only ever needed to meditate in the past two or three months or a span of i think around 3 or 4 days it was but it was uh-huh. immensely fucking helpful i was uh-huh. working on a paper which was around so the thing with an academic paper is that you like in order to write one paragraph you probably need to go through like four four large articles and those four large articles wow. would be 20 pages each but the information that you're looking for from those articles is very specific and what you're trying to right. do is you're trying to build an argument basically you're trying to use right. you're trying to use sources to build an argument now right. the problem is that when you when you're using those sources to build the argument you make one paragraph but then like imagine doing that for like five paragraphs in the span of a couple of hours it's mentally exhausting right. and then after like imagine yeah after it, it 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 is exhausting like after a point like you're like you literally cannot like i could not watch tv i couldn't do anything else i was like i need a break and i need to reset my mind right like, I, right i don't know if meditation really achieves that but mm-hmm. it was immensely helpful it i mean of, of course there's a dip in my productivity because obviously i was using it as like a boost right but it was really helpful a dip in your productivity in the sense um because not because of the meditation not because, because of, of the, the obviously not because of the meditation this was right. because of right. the fact that i was my brain was literally was fried So I want to ask you a question on this because this is not something that I've read. Like you know, fitness magazines are popular. Mm. All these other things are popular. 
But um, my experience, and you'd have much more experience in this, is I remember days when we were in college. Yeah. And we had to do a lot of cerebral work. Yeah. Right? Uh, like staring at a screen, thinking. It, you, you have like this adrenaline flow yeah. when you're in the zone. You also have a fucking terrible crash at the end. I had a terrible crash at the end. Like, I feel like, like even though it's not a physical task, mm. it requires a lot of concentration. Yeah. And and that may require nutrition or like, it, it drains you. It drains you. The concentration drains you. What, what's your experience of that? Do you find that to be a thing? Because you do a lot of work that is reading-based, research-based. You find that there's a lot of energy expenditure just sitting, thinking, um, working on something yeah i mean definitely it's not the thing is that when you're actually doing a lot of this stuff it's not like i'm sitting and i'm thinking like that's the that's the in like that's the traditional way we look at academics right um Mm -hmm. the whole thing about uh, what i'm doing is basically just forwarding ideas so i'm essentially synthesizing ideas to attempt to create knowledge Knowledge, right. like I would have created knowledge if I would have done extensive research, but I did some research. I didn't do an extensive amount of research just to clear that up. I don't know why I felt the need to clear that up. Um, That's fine. So, yeah, it does. It definitely does drain you. And it also depends on the nature of the task. If the task is like just going through like a bunch of papers looking for something. Yeah. Then I get really jittery. Like uh, for me right. to read for a prolonged period of time, I need to have a certain reason why I'm reading it. Like assigned readings were, I mean, I would finish every one of my assigned readings, which I was given right. for the most part, right. I would finish it. And that's a lot. Like, like every two days, it's like around a hundred, 150 pages, 200 pages. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Depending on the so course. An entire... Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the thing with me is I get really jittery. And I also like to listen to stuff more than read it. It's a personal thing. Mm. So what I do is I got this uh, read aloud application on my iPad. Mm. It's nice. really fucking good. Like you just all you need to do wow. is just, just and it reads to you. And the thing is, um, it reads. It's not uh, stochastic. Like it's not. It's not staccato. Yeah, in the it's sense not staccato. Not, yeah, it's it's smooth and human, closer to human like than. Yeah, they get AI to read it. It's not like it's not. Yeah, like it's reading. It's not like those old school things which do it. There was yeah. <laughs> a dog in the park. <laughs> no, not that. None of that bullshit. Thing. Yeah, it's a proper. It's it's a good thing. So that's what I do. I, I'm listening to it as I'm doing something else, and I yeah. found that like my recall has been pretty good, even though I'm just I'm listening to it and doing something else. Right. Like I'm cooking and I'm reading it. I'm doing my dishes and I'm reading it. I'm listening to it. It works for me. Right. That's amazing, man. That's yeah. amazing. I feel like stuff like this, like like in things that are visible, yeah. um, like in a discipline like fitness or something, these things are visible and can be quantified yeah. and trained. But I feel like, like I don't I don't know how much maybe the people who explore it that I haven't come across, but like um, in the field of like mental concentration, yeah, there are people who are in that field as well. But like, in terms of the nature of what you do using a computer, mental concentration, thinking, analyzing, sifting through data. I'm sure there are a lot of like techniques that may be self-discovered yeah. or research that could really help with the process. Dude, I mean, see, the thing is, I think uh, r- really, this is one thing I've realized from my own productivity. 
I might be sitting at the desk for eight hours right. or nine hours or how much ever ten hours, but I guarantee that yeah. all nine of those hours are never going to fucking be productive. I hundred percent. I guarantee. I challenge anyone to tell me that if they get to work at nine and work till six, and they that's right. the only thing that they do. I challenge them to tell to prove to me and show to me that they can actually work for five hours out of those nine hours. Right. My I think a closer approximation of how much how productive those nine hours are is actually four hours. Yeah. Out of those yeah. nine hours. Two two on a low end, four and a half on a high end, somewhere in that range. And those guys that can get shit done are those who can who yeah. can do like six or seven hours of work that they don't really want to do. Like like right regular like following up on something or like basically like constant um like constant administrative work those people who can kind of follow up on that stuff i think right. are the ones who are super productive like for example right. uh, but that's hard to do it's really hard to do like even when i was planning my day out oh, of course i would plan it out in such a way where i would have to do like the boring stuff the, uh, the administrative work like not more than not more than three hours in a day. Everything else would be like either like right. everything that suits me: conversations, looking at things, reading up about something, like things like. Right. Um, for sure, man. Do you, do you try to get that in in the beginning of your day, or at the end of the day, or is there a time you try to get that stuff out of the way? It depends. Actually, I don't care so much about when I get it in, as much as yeah. if what I'm getting in is attached to a goal. If it's not attached to a goal, right. I will not fucking do it. If if right. yeah, right. So like if, if it's like okay, you know, you got if I'm applying for jobs, for example, I'm looking for looking to apply to ten. Once I have it in my mind that I'm going to apply to ten jobs in the day, yeah, that's what I'm aiming towards. That's what I'm working on it for the most part. Yeah, no, that makes sense, man. That makes yeah. perfect sense. Interesting. When you do meditate, dude. When you meditate. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing exactly? How do you kind of meditate? So, this is kind of, it's it's strange, right? Because you have levels of awareness. And initially, like, uh, so freeform meditation when you're doing nothing. Mm. Like, where you just allow your thoughts to go past, like, visit them for a second, let them go. Or progressive relaxation through the body as one form. Um, in most forms of meditation, and you could count anything as meditation through this definition, in my opinion, is concentrate. It's a mixture of concentration and relaxation. Yeah. So you have your concentration on one thing, but you also relaxed at the same time, right? It's not like a, a hyper, like a kill someone concentration, but it's still a focus on that. I'd say focus is a better word. Focus and relaxation. And um, I found the easiest thing. I I have trouble with free form meditation. I can't. I go all over the place. Um, yeah. I I find that guided meditation allows the voice to be the focal point so i Mm. know if i'm straying from that voice from really listening to that voice i know if i'm straying from that so that's that's one point of concentration for me or focus and then the other one is the breath my my physical breathing yeah so i I usually use one of those as a point of concentration uh as a point of focus Mm. and uh, i sometimes i switch between the two i haven't quite figured out which one if anyone is superior in any way, but um, I switch between the two or sometimes try to do both at the same time. I <laughs> mean, you breathe and listen, but like 
um that is helpful to me having that concept that being said like often like say a conversation that we are having in flow if we're both relaxed and concentrated is meditation because you leave i mean uh, by this definition is meditation or has a similar outcome in the effect that um we're focused we're relaxed and present in the moment which allows right. that it allows a similar feeling maybe not lasting as long assuming they know like mm. embedded commands in the meditation you're doing or doesn't achieve some other pur- like uh physical or spiritual purpose so i, I yeah f- definitely man. yeah i find that interesting too like um to to be i, I don't know singularity of purpose is really attractive to me um mm. to have singularity of purpose and i feel that sometimes having that allows a level of meditation through the task itself right yeah the task i i've not reached that yeah. space i would love to reach that space someday where the task itself is the meditation i'm not there but i would love to to be there you know what i mean you see it with some super mm-hmm. musicians who are really i think i i'm not fully familiar with the concept of flow um but when someone is fully involved in a task it's almost meditative almost meditative yeah in that like yeah. in that the for it to be qualified as meditation or like when i'm saying qualified as meditation i'm saying for it to be to have the psychological effects of meditating uh-huh it would need to be repetitive that's the only thing so you anything right. so if you're taking a right. walk you can meditate through the motion of your feet repeating like one after the other if if you're on a treadmill you could literally just lay your focus on one leg going in front of the other maybe distracting because you're trying to figure out how to breathe and where your hands go and things like that but if you can focus on just your feet moving repetitively right that would you could consider that meditation as well for sure for sure man um i was listening to this talk by charles poliquin the other day again same guy the olympic coach and someone asked him about uh meditation mindfulness meditation yeah. and he said i've done all the courses yeah uh and there is merit to it but i feel it's highly overpriced and overhyped in the sense that just what you said just what you said he said is the repetitive nature that that actually has the effect so even if you were to sit here right now and say onion 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 a thousand times but really focus on that it'll have almost entirely the same effects um and i've seen that with my grandmom just to share like a personal anecdote yeah she lost all her memory after a brain surgery in about 1990 mm. and uh, she was in a coma for a month they told her that she'd lose her entire memory and when she came out of it she didn't have a huge chunk of her memory and um like she'd call a coat in a bucket and like that level of mismatch in her memory and they said we don't know if she'll ever be able to fully have memory again and one of her friends who was into this basically gave her those beads yeah 120 beads to like sort of count and chant something and and the friend at that point insisted that if you forget anything you start all over again right which is at any point if you forget which number you're on or, or what you were saying all the way and she did that and she doesn't meditate she does a bit of yoga but a bit of asan yeah. she walks daily but she does this she got virtually all her memory back um, wow and is and is super focused now there's no way to say whether it was because of this um yeah. there's no way to know that yeah. but it's one of the things she says till today really helped her and she said slowly things started coming back 
Yeah. And my focus started and my memory started improving. I had no like scientific proof, but this is her story. So maybe there's some merit in, as you said, the repetitive nature of thing, concentration and the repetitive nature. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure, man. I've been using, um, I, have you used an app to merit, to help you meditate ever? I tried once Headspace. Headspace. Uh, have you, have you used an app? Uh, I have. I don't know if it was or if it is what it is. Oh yeah, it's not. Um, I've I've I tried Headspace, but it was too. Like they were trying to sell. Simplif- no, no, they were trying to sell yeah. too much, man. Like they really wanted. Yeah. They really wanted me to buy something. Yeah. But I yeah. hadn't tried the app out enough. For that reason, I I got another one, which uh, one of my so um, so uh, one of my cohort friends. Uh, who was studying IO psychology with me? He he's doing the uh, the effects of leadership and meditation, which is oh, wow, which is an odd subject to do in my college. Like that's like mm. nobody has that. So I was like, whoa, man, that's crazy. Very friendly guy. So I was like, dude, give me a few tips on meditation, man. Like I wouldn't mind. Yeah, and yeah. like uh, just in general, people in the US consider it douchey to talk about meditation all the fucking time. Like oh, you're one of those dickheads. So. Right. So people generally avoid talking about it. But I was like, bro, tell me, man. Right. And he he suggested that I use this app called Calm. Just C A L M. Yeah, I've heard of the app. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, or I'll ask you about it later, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll no, take no, it's definitely. Message. Yeah, it's really yeah, yeah. good. It, it it you can either like they have a whole bunch of free basic courses. Yeah. And you can choose whether or not you want to do a fifteen or ten minute session. And this person is talking you through. The meditation but the beauty about it is like they give you rules so they'll say that it's like a muscle so like today for two minutes focus on nothing and then spend right. another two minutes letting your mind go crazy just focus on whatever the fuck you want just let your mind wander right. if you want and then he's then they're like okay now two minutes later bring it back and they're kind right. of training you with different techniques which is crazy wow this sounds amazing yeah yeah, yeah. It it was weird because I never looked at meditation as mind techniques. Like, right. like I just like you focus on one thing, you focus on another thing. But like, just the whole thing of focusing on your breath and then changing, bringing your attention to your body, then bringing your attention to some sound or to a visual cue, and like all different kinds of things. So they were kind of wow. messing with how you think, and those right. were the various techniques. So like. I did it for like five days, but wow. but every day I did it was like a whole new thing that I learned. It was pretty cool. That sounds fascinating. I wasn't aware of this. I'm gonna definitely check it out. Yeah, neither was really, I before really cool. that shit. Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, I'd met a lady who had gone to Sadhguru's ashram. Yeah, and I had a sort of like banter with her back and forth because we were both actors in an audition. Mm. And I said, I find that doesn't help with acting for xyz reason and then she told me what something around what you're saying she said no it's not about a state but it's about having the control to move from state to state and choosing which state you move to yeah that was pretty interesting and having like strategies to do that like wow yeah like like knowing when you when to let your mind wander knowing when to bring it back like yeah. that's that just that concept like your brain is going to wander and you should let it wander but there's right. a context in which you have to do that and there's a context right. in which you have to stop it and just right. being able to recognize when that context is 
Right. How interesting, man. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know that. Cool. Check it out. Yeah. But what's weird is I avoid meditation like the plague, bro. I don't know why. What it is about but, meditation and me, but the energies just don't go, man. Like I'm just <laughs> like I. I always want to keep my brain occupied and like keep. I keep wanting to have it consume something or the other. But, right. Yeah. Right. But I don't know what it. Is. <laughs> We are timing. My mom just walked in, and she says the same thing. She says that meditation makes her feel physically sick. <laughs> mom, is that true? Meditation makes you feel physically sick. <laughs> hi, Auntie. How's it going? He's saying hi. How's it going? <laughs> My mom's making sourdough bread. Ooh, nice, uh, man. What, uh, with with fact. with wheat or is it like is it with wheat in it or does it have what what so, bread is it? like what what grain is it? So far it was uh, atta it was atta and and sado starter but now she's making half atta half uh, wheat half atta half wheat uh, half half fine yeah, ground wheat and half wheat yeah uh, yeah correct okay yeah. um and interestingly the <laughs> the air bubble mm. um uh, <laughs> Uh, what happens after the starter? Mom, the starter eats the yeast, or the yeast eats the starter? Oh, so the the starter that's the bacteria. The air bubbles are that. Yeah. The bacteria fart farting actually. Yeah. 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 So I didn't know that. Yeah, that's how so you get like the, dough to rise. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know it's little bacteria farting. Yeah, but look <laughs> at me talking like I'm some expert cook. I learned online <laughs> past couple of months because of lockdown, bro. Because yeah, of no, you are you are pretty good cook, man. Yeah, 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 but this whole baking and everything, like we tried, we tried making some sourdough. Uh, sorry, no, we tried making, trying, getting the equipment to make bread, but we never ended up. I think the best, the best that we did was high protein cheesecake. That sounds delicious. Dude, it was yeah, Greek yogurt. Uh, yeah. Fuckloads of vanilla protein and yeah. uh, fat-free cream cheese. Yeah. So it's basically like, like one slice was around two hundred and fifty calories, but like nineteen or twenty grams. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's yum, dude. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna be slightly guarded because my mom's in the background. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. Dude. Yeah, yeah I, I noticed. It's all good, man. Yeah, I noticed. You noticed. I was like, let's put the elephant in the room. In on fact, screen. you notice me notice, and then you said it. That was really weird. Yeah. You're like, oh shit. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what else is up? How's studies? How's uh, academia? <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> all good, bro. I've been, uh, yeah. I've, like I said, I've been reading a lot. I've been reading a lot on the history of uh, BJP and like also like just the whole thing. Like I'm not, pay, I'm not focused enough on Hinduism just generally because, um, right. I mean, recently I explored the notion that okay, I was, I, I am mostly atheist, right? But the, th- right. but the thing is that like, in general, you can't. Uh, what one of the people said is like, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. What atheists do is they they say none of these structures are valid. None of these historical, religious, spiritual structures are actually valid. So we so it's all dogma and it's all superstition. 
So why should we fucking believe in that shit? Uh-huh. And they throw it all out. And a lot of these yeah. guys do that. So a lot of these authors like Richard Dawkins and all these guys, they don't believe in anything religious. They say it's bullshit. It's dogma created to control minds. Like, And some of it is absolutely absurd. Therefore, uh-huh. none of it is valid. Right. And even if it is valid, and even if it is valid in that, it gives you some level of moral uh, growth. Right. You can do without it. And I've been reading a lot of arguments to actually say that, no, that's not really completely 100% true. You can't throw the baby out with the bathroom. There is like religion, like religions do have certain information that you would not be able to get just by yourself in your own lifetime. That's that's what spiritual knowledge to a very large extent is. Like it can tell you strategies on how to be a great person just by virtue of their uh, lessons. And you probably wouldn't stumble upon these lessons in your own life. And when you throw the, as an atheist, uh, when you throw the baby with the bathwater. You're disregarding some good things out of a system that you don't agree with for other reasons. You're disregarding a lot of things, like a lot of things. Right. Right. For example, I think the the Bhagavad Gita says don't, like just one of the huge, very huge messages that it says like don't focus on the outcome of your action. Just focus on getting your action up. Right. And that's a very relieving notion, man. Just saying that I can't control what happens after my action like over a large period. Like like, there's only that much effect that I can cause. So why not work on being the best cause that I can? Right. To change the way things uh, are affected by itself. And that's a beautiful fucking idea. That's an amazing idea. But if you're atheist, you're going to think that that's fucking dogma. And you're going to throw that. Right. So I'm yeah, kind of struggling with that. That's stuff. a huge. Oh, interesting, man. Yeah, that's a huge loss. I think the problem that people come across, or at least myself, because I'm sim- in a similar boat to you, uh, where I, I wouldn't say I'm a- atheist. I wouldn't go as far as saying that because I haven't done the research either way. I'd probably say I'm agnostic. But um, but in the, in the sense that I think the problem comes when religion is... Not even when religion. When anything is used out of context, mm. that's where problems start to arise. So there's so much beauty in religion. Yeah. And when it's used in context, it's so beautiful, it's so helpful. Well, what sometimes becomes troublesome with religion or with anything else is when it's used out of context. Um, for instance, like, this is a good example. I, it's a bit controversial to say. Um, say remember? Nah, nah. <laughs> I mean, you're, as lo- you're not pissing someone off, man. No one's going to take you out of context. Okay, I eat all meat. Um, nice. Right? And Muslims eat eat beef. Yeah. They don't eat pork. Yeah. Right? And I all my I have so many Muslim friends, and this is one example. I'm sure Hinduism has more examples of this, and so does Christianity. Every religion has something taken out of context yeah. that was developed in a context. Yeah. So, say for example, and this is just my understanding. If you were in a desert, this is completely my understanding, not based on research. But if you were in a desert religion, right? Uh, a religion formed in a desert where conditions of life were harsh. Of course, hygiene is super important. Yeah. Right. The last thing you'd want to do is to jeopardize your health in an already difficult survival environment. So then not eating a scavenger 
that eats rubbish or would harbor disease internally like a pig yeah. makes sense makes a lot of sense right uh, absolute sense but now in say 2020 when the pig is fed apples and wine yeah maybe not wine but apples in germany um is is the context in which the belief was created still relevant or does that represent or if i'm wrong here does the belief represent something else like remember when we went to malaysia and the women were allowed to work in islam yeah. and were put out in public and they were told boots and they were everywhere that was mm. very pleasant it was a it was a different form of uh, islam i forget the name i don't know if you remember this though yeah 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 it was it had evolved to a context or even in hinduism certain beliefs that are left i think sikhism was a uh, a sort of counteraction to certain beliefs being held on to that want working in a certain context i don't know what do you feel about that about context and religion do i think the problem is that everyone there like there's a, there are always certain groups of people that go fundamentalist man that decide to interpret uh interpret these texts literally with in their literal fucking meaning which is right. so dangerous bro because like for example the quran says that if a if a woman is not a virgin before her yeah. wedding day right if on her wedding day she's found to be not a virgin she should right. be stoned to death That's what right. it says and there are the right. problem like you and i both agree it's bullshit right you'd be say it's it's crap and same thing with hinduism hinduism is not like there's no religion which hasn't said stupid shit in its scriptures see yeah it's yeah. got it's got sati it's got it's got the whole class system it's the basis yeah. of the class system people use it to justify the class system right and I, my point was that all of these things have bullshit the problem is that there are actually people there are literally a fuck ton of people like a legitimate high amount of people who actually believe this bullshit so they actually right. believe in a lot of the stuff right that we have written off saying this is complete and utter bullshit right. just because it exists in a religious text just because right. it's been there for 4 4000 years we got to keep it right they're fundamentalist right that's fucking dangerous yeah i agree i agree i think yeah i think there's a lot of wealth and wisdom and uh, and wisdom in religion that you might agree with and knowledge yeah. that can only be learned over generations or in in whatever manner to completely disregard it would be silly and i think we live in a culture where we can pick and choose what works i think context is so important yeah, right definitely. and to and to and to evolve and to evolve for every belief to evolve yeah. as things change adaptability um yeah man just give me a sec santosh mummy andar gaye yeah what's up dude <laughs> though i forgot half it but still yeah, yeah bro. um Yeah, so I went in. I like I, I decided to go into this rant because I realized that you were you were distracted for a few seconds. <laughs> so yeah, man, what's yeah. up? How's it going? Fuck, you're meditating. You're working out. What um, uh, what's your what's your uh, what's your diet like nowadays, man? Are you eating something crazy? Are you trying some crazy fucking supplement? No, I'm not. I'm not yet. But. It's just the basics, like all the multivitamins and enzyme, creatine, protein. Mm. Wow, I love that. I guess I love how things are relative. There's some guy watching this video out there, being like, "That's basic. That is like steroid, bro." Oh, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, but uh, but some other dude would be like, oh, dude, man, I've tried fucking Anabar. <laughs> that's like baby shit. That's not a supplement, man. Uh, I don't know. It's contextual, but yeah, all the multivitamins, uni enzyme, um, protein, creatine. Mm. But uh, I'm up to dude. So I today I'm up ten pounds since January. Since January, dude, that's amazing, man. Yeah. That's like. Or a ten percent growth, like a six percent growth in what, in like six months. That's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty. It's it's the first. Uh, I think yeah, it's definitely good. Thanks, and I think the the most exciting part for me yeah is that it's now uh, as Shrisha Ma'am would once said, it's a clear cause and effect relationship, and come on, do it for us once. <laughs> It is not a one-to-one cause and effect relationship, but it can be observed that it is not. It is a. I forget what she said, man. Phenomena. Dude, they made uh, me. They made me do this in front of her. You know, you were there. Were you there? They made me fucking. No, they made me really? do this in front of her, and I had to tone it down. I think I. I don't heard this story, or I saw it, and. She was just kind of like awkward about it, like a half smile. And this is when I... No, I was there. Oh, I was it was there. in her balcony. You know where it was? It was in her house oh, on her balcony. No, no, no. Oh, fuck. And That's they, Yeah, it was fuck, Like, it was so awkward, man. And I, 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 I swear I toned it down. I really toned it down. But anyway... <laughs> Are you saying? That's hilarious, dude. No, that's hilarious, man. I'm just picturing that old scene. Yeah. Um, Risha, man. She's cool. He was cool. Uh, what was they saying? Uh, yeah, but it's so nice. Like when you help me with the fitness tracker yeah. to like actually track my macros. Yeah. Like now I'm actually able to understand in terms of physical work put in and diet. Yeah. I'm able to actually see that A causes B. Yeah. Or lack of A causes lack of B. And it's that clear. And just having that clarity and understanding doesn't make it amorphous or or strange. It makes it so uh understandable quantifiable you understand input output it's really you, yeah nice you can like i think you can tweak around like a lot of stuff there because uh one thing which i've uh this whole tracking thing and the five meal thing we've started in jan i've more or less yeah. kept it up the whole time um yeah and what i've realized is like i've started like the size of my meals on average have been the same which is 50 grams of carbohydrates or 30 yeah. grams, 30 to 50 grams of carbohydrates. Right. 20-30 grams of protein every meal. Right. And like 15 to 20 grams of fat. I've I've never overdone it with the fat. I have like fat-free cheeses and all whenever I do. Yeah. And that's been my general uh, you know, the way I've structured my regular meal program. And that's actually right. worked really well. So that's that's been awesome amazing yeah I, I don't know how you feel about it but i found that even though we both started off with the idea of baselining and surplus and surplus and surplus yeah. even though both of us kind of found a baseline and stuck to it for a large yeah. part even though we went up and down from the baseline i just i was amazed to find what just consistency yeah just consistency yeah. can do for you just that oh, definitely man yeah. even even like my lifts i right, just i did five by five uh for Somewhere around eight to ten weeks. I would say eight weeks and then like two, three weeks more here and there. And just that consistency of having a workout, tracking my weights, 
and ensuring yeah. that every week not even every day every week i'm just increasing my weight which i'm lifting by 5 pounds just by 5 pounds yeah give me yeah. so much of a certain level of growth like my body just wanted some level of consistency yeah. that was pretty big yeah it's amazing i think uh, consistency and progressive resistance even at the smallest level yeah just really goes even if it's 5 pounds a week even if it's a few seconds less on the run but just keeping up that progression yeah consistently go goes such a long way goes such a long way 200% man 100% yeah yeah that that being said uh, like even vivek was doing it he was trying to lose weight yeah and he'd only do fasted cardio 3 times a week yeah. and the active minutes of cardio was 13 to 10 that's, that's it, it. Wow, that's it. Wow. But, but what he ensured was progression. He ensured that if it was 13 today, it was 12 and a half the next time, and 12, 15 the next time. He ensured progression. I think he lost two kilos in two weeks. Wow, and like three and a half kilos in four weeks, and looked better. And like, but just 15 minutes, like 12 to 12 to max 15 minutes of cardio three times a week. It was a small thing, but it was the consistency and progression that had. that result i think yeah i think that's awesome that he wanted to get healthy bro i think it's yeah, i think yeah. the tough part is actually to make the decision i think the harder part is to make the decision to work out than to actually work out like oh, for sure if yeah. you if you say like and just the fact that you have to do it every day and check something out really like check it check it off your box or log it in or be accountable to a friend i think that's really yeah man i think we also benefited from that i surely did yeah. with like the group that we made and like the the app as well my fitness pal that you put me on yeah so helpful yeah cuz it's like again i guess it's some level of well, accountability honest self honesty like you have to see yeah. it as it is you can't create an image of what you're doing it yeah. it is what you're doing that you need to look at and also yeah. also the fact that you know so much bro you know so much about fitness yeah and like just the just the level of knowledge in that group is really high for sure yeah for sure yeah and and it, it cross cross movement of knowledge you know what i mean yeah. um if you were to say what it. what what's your strongest pillar of knowledge diet okay weightlifting biohacking like diet diet for sure diet yeah i don't think i have that much knowledge in weightlifting i just know basic form and uh Yeah, I'd say I, I know more about diet. Right, for sure, no question. Yeah, at least in my own understanding of it. That's crazy, man. What do you think of all these fads, man? Because right so far, right up till today, yeah. I I would say there are so many fad. Okay, there's the five meal a day, all macros in a meal, which is seems to be like a standard bodybuilding slash health health maintenance diet. Yeah, but then there's like fucking keto. There's paleo, <laughs> there's there's uh, OMAD, there's yeah. uh, uh, intermittent, there's like all kinds of uh, meals out there in the yeah. day. If it fits fits your macros, I I F M, um, I F Y M, like all kinds of bullshit. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, right? and it's crazy how. Earlier, those fads were about losing weight, 
but now it's about right. putting muscle on like guys are so frustrated saying how the fuck can we put some muscle on that they've right. got five different um five different kinds of workouts and like oh, sorry five different kinds of meal plans and they're all like geared right. towards the same fucking thing it's insane i don't even know how the fuck people do that like what do you think of it no idea man it's Well, well, as you say, I've tried most fads myself at some stage or another. That's a good place to start from. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've tried most of them. I've done keto like all the way, like full keto. Like keto is like keto down to the gram. I've tried. I've not tried intermittent fasting to be honest, but I have done periods in life. I intuitively would skip breakfast. and then after a while have something really small like a juice and have lunch yeah uh, uh but though i've not actively tried intermittent fasting five six meals a day tried three meals a day tried four meals a day tried omad never tried See, that requires a different kind of method i tried i tried omad do. for three days how did it go first day was awful second day was better third day was better yeah. oh nice but uh it was a very different experience because after a point like you couldn't you don't you don't feel hungry anymore but right i can't eat that much in one meal dude i tried right like to get right. two like to get 2000 calories worth of food in in one meal insane right. anyway just just force nikos bars man with a fork and knife <laughs> okay snicker bar is in 500 calories man it's 200 i need to have 10 snicker bars Yeah. Oh fuck, that's crazy. And that's just sugar. That's I mean, I need protein as well, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I just that's good. Um, but yeah, yeah I don't know. Did you just see that guy whose picture is at Giants? Yeah, yeah. Like I know him, and he's he's actually done it for more than a year, OMAD consistently. Yeah. And he said he lost two kilos in the first two weeks, and then after that, his body weight stabilized, and no loss in body weight, no gain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did he did OMAD, but he's mad fit. Uh, and he he's not going back from that. I think Pushan does OMAD yeah. as well, or did it for a bit. I wouldn't put it past him for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. I wouldn't put it past him for sure. I don't know. I don't know. So maybe that done go mad, which I think is zero masochistic. Uh, I'm too scared to. What's go mad? Go mad is a gallon of milk a day. <laughs> That's it. Nothing else. No, in addition to your diet. <laughs> Uh, dude, dude, it's a very common bodybuilding <laughs> phenomena. Go mad! Is that they do one gallon of milk a day in addition to that? I I don't know. How, hey, I, I think you should I'm, definitely try, especially if you're lactose intolerant. Ajay <laughs> 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 Kalra used to live like that. No, he had done. He do lactose-free milk in America, but eight glasses a day. Lacto, yeah. See, lactose-free yeah. is still fine. Essentially, then you're having a weird form of sugar. It's. I yeah. mean. What is milk but sugar, man? A little bit of protein. Yeah, having like a a gainer shake, like a skewed carbohydrate-based gainer shake. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know, man. I'm I'm just saying in terms of that's weird. Having a gallon of milk a day, dude. It takes me. I I get milk by the gallon, so I can actually say that it takes me. You know what a gallon? Yeah, it is, takes yeah. me eight or nine days to finish a gallon of milk. Yeah. Like, and that's if I'm having milk. Twice a day, yeah. One whole fucking yeah. glass, yeah. But 
should if you chat with Sumit sometime ask him about I'll Lokman. I've never had the guts to go <laughs> to go there. I don't think I can do more than two glasses a day and die. Also depends on how you digest um, milk. I think Sumit digests milk well. Like, can anyone digest a gallon of milk a day? I don't know. <laughs> like a gallon of water a day is hard, man. My body can't digest a gallon of water a day. Between, I'm kidding. But no, um, yeah, I guess if your digestive system can take it, why not? Yeah, I would. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't think anybody's digestive system can take it. Like it's just not. Yeah. Is that a thing? I don't. Is it a thing that he looked up on the internet and found? He's, he's like, fuck it. I'm gonna have a gallon of milk a day. No, 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 no. Goman is a huge, huge like worldwide bodybuilding thing. Is it like? <laughs> is it like a weight gaining uh, thing or what? Yeah, it's a bulk. It's a bulking. Bulking protocol. protocol. My God. Read read up about it. There are whole, like forums about it, and like you'd be surprised at like how. How prevalent and how popular or popularized something like this is. It's crazy. So I've never tried that. I've tried I tried food combinations if you remember oh, in college. Food combinations. That, that was a wild time. That was a wild time, man. I would have I would have like a kg of grapes. Like just <laughs> Oh yeah, you were part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the carrot blender where we blend carrot juices in our apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, the, the, the gallon sorry, the kg of grapes was another experience, man. I'd feel high after that. Did you feel high after eating that, those many grapes? I don't know if you remember my skin tone that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had really nice skin. I don't know if you had the same experience of you remember. Oh, yeah, definitely. The, 100%. Yeah. The grape thing was nuts. Yeah, you feel high for Yeah, a long I never time. felt sluggish, dude. I never felt sluggish till like 4 p.m., 6 p.m., 5 p.m. in the evening. I would never feel like, I wouldn't feel sluggish at all. That was really weird. Yeah. Like, so just, just to give some context... Uh, food combinations is this uh, dietary program. Why don't, why don't you take us? To, uh, why don't you intro it for us? Yeah, basically the Chinese believe that um, it's not what food you eat, but what how the foods combine within your digestive system that has the effect on your body. So they basically saw that certain foods digest well together and certain foods don't digest well together. But the tricky part about it is they realized carbohydrates and proteins require different digestive environments. But we're so used to having that. We're used to having rice with chicken or like a burger which has bread and chicken or like tandoori chicken and roti which is carbs and protein. But they believe you you shouldn't do that. They believe that they have different digestive environments. So you need to eat foods in a particular combination. So the main combinations were basically protein uh, in itself Mm. with fat or with vegetables or carbohydrates with fat or vegetables but you don't mix strong sources of of protein with starchy vegetables for sure uh, starchy vegetables or uh, starchy carbohydrates for sure and uh, i actually found it worked but it was extremely hard to sustain um, yeah man yeah yeah what did, what did you feel no, completely what agree with you, you it, it it was it was hard it it really worked but yeah there was like it's a but like but there's something about it which was uh i would i could actually do it forever i could do it till the end of time but the only thing is um it's not very good if you want to build muscle it's decent otherwise but just building muscle with yeah. it is not not very it's not very probable yeah i agree i think it's because uh which is the same thing i found with paleo i tried paleo for a couple of days yeah Probably the best thing I've ever tried in terms of sustainability, feeling, everything. Mm. And when I wouldn't lift as such, when I wasn't like into exercising a lot. Yeah. Wow. Like ideal, ideal diet. Mm. Like meat, a 
nice amount of veggies, oh. some fruits, a little bit of nuts. Oh, mm. you feel so good all the time. Yeah. I'm satiated, energetic. But like, I feel like when you when you lift, you just need some level of like you can't hit those numbers just by themselves. That level of calorific intake uh, without grains, yeah, without grains yeah. in a healthy manner. It's hard. It's not impossible. It's just hard. Yeah. I think the only two diets I haven't tried is going gluten free, like for a long period of time. I've gone gluten free for like weeks at a time and stuff. Um, in fact, I think uh, when I went, when I, when I went, you know, when I was food combining, I would inevitably, in a way, go gluten free, because I never end up having mm-hmm. breads or roti or any of that stuff. Right. But I haven't actually actively gone gluten free. Yeah. Or vegan, right? What about have you have you tried veganism? Uh, I haven't gone as far as veganism, but one day I was watching a Sadhguru video and I got like, yeah, I'm highly suggestive, you know. That. Yeah. So I was like, I'm here. I am eating 14 eggs a day, watching Sadhguru, and I was like, it's right, man. You got to eat stuff that's far away from your own cellular structure because the memories of that creature are getting implanted in your mind. And I was like, dude vegetarianism i have to try this and i tried it and i tried it for seven days for a bodybuilding coach to give me a diet and uh sorry thought bubble popped up i love experimenting it makes yeah, me yeah. happy with anything in life i'm not sure that i like committing to a certain thing but i like trying it anyway yeah. so the bodybuilding i i tried like a full like gram for gram protein weight all your macros met veg diet and I became super, super energetic. My God, like my energy was through the roof. My positivity was through the roof. I don't know if the effects were hormonal or lack of inflammation. I don't know the reason for yeah. it. I felt outstanding. Yeah. But I, I, I lost a bit of the killer instinct, which is weird. Like you don't have that, like when you eat meat, you feel strong. I don't know whether it's the hormones in the meat, whether it's testosterone that you produce. as a bi- I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um. But uh, energy-wise, there was no comparison to that. Yeah. But I think the drastic change dropped my immunity a bit. I should have done it staggered over time, as opposed to going from all non-veg to all veg overnight. Yeah. Um, but I lost that like that X factor strength in the gym. Yeah. Though I could do more reps really easy, and my energy was just and mental positivity and energy was just through the roof. I I, I don't know the entire science behind that. But I couldn't. I couldn't keep it up. I couldn't keep it yeah, up. Bro, no hundred. No, yeah. I whenever I did strength move, like I've done vegetarian diets, but whenever I've when I've like done like any kind of strength training, any kind of lifting, it's really yeah. weird to me that like it's really weird to not have meat at that time. Mm. Just like post workout. After that level of lifting, I've associated it with meat. Right. There's yeah, no comparison. Right. No comparison. Yeah. 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 It's a thing, man. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a thing. I think one of my friends who's into this field, he told me that the difference is, uh, like, we always look at protein and complete grams of protein, but he says the amino acid breakdown within the protein mm-hmm. is different in vegetarian and non-veg. And he said non-veg sources have a higher value of leucine. Um, so we just look at it like as you and me, even though we're interested in fitness, mm. I don't think both of us go as far as to see the amino acid breakdown per gram. Um, but there is a difference in that breakdown as yeah, well. Yeah, I think, um, again, I, I'm not hundred percent sure. Maybe you can confirm, but it's also about essential and non-essential amino acids. So yeah, 
Yeah. So yeah. I think uh, non-essential amino acids is something that is that your body like doesn't doesn't make. Right. Right. Um, or sorry, doesn't need to make. But essential amino acids right. are those that needs to make something like that. Essential is what you can, uh, which you can't yeah. make, so you need it from outside. Yeah. And then non-essential can either be taken from outside or can be synthesized from the essential. Basically, the essential is nowhere around. Yeah, so you, other than diet. Yeah. yeah. So I think meat has a higher profile of essential amino acids. Possibly, I I, I don't know actually, um, but. It has a more more holistic so. amino acid profile. I know that much. I know like meats have that for sure. That for sure because each each part is a complete prof, uh, is a complete protein in itself. So it contains the whole gamut of amino right. acids. I guess we got to find out if there's more essential amino acids in meat. For sure, man. For sure. Yeah. Maybe we can pick what? that up next time, bro. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm transitioning <laughs> out because it? it's actually it like? like six in the morning. Is I'm it, a little tired. Bro. Is it eight? Yeah, yeah, I figured. I was going to say it's like eight in the morning. I'm sorry. I was just having so much. No, fun. it's a, it's actually yeah. been a lot of fun. Cool. Uh, thanks so much, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would have talked Thank more, you. but I'm I'm literally like I'm losing consciousness. I'm getting. No, tired. no, no. You. Yeah, yeah, you better head. Yeah. Thanks for such a fun. Thanks, chat. man. I'm just gonna. And, st- uh, st- yeah. Thanks, man. I'm just gonna stop recording for a second.